Hello, and welcome to episode 136 of the Gaming Fix podcast on August 29th, 2020. I'm your host, Andre Cole, a.k.a. your partner's favorite foolish samurai warrior wielding a magic sword. I am joined today by Alex. Oh, man. Now I'm having to remember samurai warriors and all that comes to mind are the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I'll, I'll accept it. Which one are you? Probably Raphael. Okay. You're cool but rude. Exactly. I don't know if you're rude, but okay. Uh, and Pat. I was not prepared for that samurai thing that like blew my mind and it's way too early for that. You know, that blew your mind just like Aku, the shape-shifting master of evil, blew Samurai oh, Jack right, backward right. in okay. time. <laughs> okay. Uh, or no, forward I in wasn't, time I didn't into make a future the, that is Aku. I didn't make the Samurai Jack Association because I was I I was having a hard time processing what you were saying. So now it makes a lot more sense. <laughs> I could see it on your face. Yeah, as I said no. it. I have watched your... <laughs> many sam- hours of Samurai Jack multiple times, so it's not Which... like I'm some kind of, you know, I don't know. I don't know Which... what the word is for people that don't watch Samurai uh, Jack. Which Powerpuff Girl would be the most powerful of Samurai? I don't remember their names. Bubbles. Blossom Bubbles and Buttercup, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I was Bubbles for Halloween when I was 15. Uh, so the answer uh, but I was then, alone. No one wanted to be a Powerpuff Girl with me. I would have been a so Powerpuff Girl with you. My, my best friend's sister made me a costume. I was. And I, I went to school. I was more of a Dexter's Lab kid. Um, okay. Yeah, I like Dexter's but Lab. But in retrospect, Dexter's Lab's kind of fucked up. So. Got the human bullet. I want, I want a Avengers style service game, but about the Justice Friends from Dexter's Lab. So I want it about about the those the Cartoon Network just general cast. Yeah, totally. Sure. I was gonna say characters that, that plus like, Nickelodeon. Give me courage and the Powerpuff Girls and Dexter's Lab. I spent Arnold from Hey Arnold and Doug. Not quail man. I'm not sure I'm interested dog. in their combat capabilities. If I'm being honest, <laughs> what, 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 what about Skeeter? Um, I don't think Skeeter <laughs> would participate in that he'd kind of like, combat. He'd be a support character, and he'd honk. And yes, yeah, he'd be like a <laughs> untitled summon. untitled Skeeter game. Oh, God, oh, no. You know, it's it is it is really wild that we have gone the last 10 years without somebody saying, you know, what we should do is make a Doug video game. Cause one well, that would it. rule. Like how did telltale not make a Doug video game? Uh, because they, I don't, I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. It's, it just seems like a very, a missed opportunity. Um, like sure. I, I'm thinking of like an adventure game, but it's like you, you can like, drive around and stuff i mean i understand that doug's a child but it's like maybe it's like <laughs> yeah like skateboard his, around maybe or something. it's no know. and maybe he's like 16 so part of the game is that he just got his driver's license i don't know what, what would or doug's, you steal a car what would doug's alt be 
Wait, his alt. Uh, well, he's he's got Quail Man. What do you mean? Alt? Oh, oh, I guess yeah. that could be an alt. Alt? Yeah, like yeah. An ultimate oh, ability. Oh, I thought you said. I thought you meant like alt. Like I'm thinking his, like. like uh, well, and this oh, that is, also works. This is free Nickelodeon. I'm thinking a game like Simpsons Hit and Run, but slightly oh. less absurd. Oh. Um, so like not as not as like off the wall goofy. Um, still a little goofy because it's 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 a car- based on a cartoon, but a little more like. Like that mixed with Telltale Sam and Max is kind of where I'm thinking. Um, structure of Simpsons Hit and Run, but instead of having platforming and combat stuff, you do like adventure game puzzles and dialogue options. I, sp- I spent a lot of time as a kid playing like the Cartoon Network, like online video games. Um, yeah. Like, they had, like the Flash cool. games. Yeah. They, they had one that was, they had a few that were like uh, all the characters that you know and love mm-hmm. on like an island or at a resort or something. And then you have to go around and just do quests and then you're getting items and then you have to trade items like between they, everyone. They had a service game, didn't they? I don't. I they don't had like a Flash service game that was like, maybe you like battled it was kind of like Neopets where you had Maybe. like a stable of characters or and also kind of like Hearthstone. I got to remember what that thing was. There was a, it that it definitely existed, but I don't remember if it was as gamey as I'm remembering it or if it was just like um, a social media thing. Uh, but there was definitely this thing where I remember I would log in all the time and you would collect characters and you got new stuff by playing their other games, too. That were on that was on the Cartoon Network thing. Um, hmm. Interesting. Anyway, I'll do I some research and we'll that. we'll come back. It was really really cool. Uh, thinking about the the demise of Flash in the coming months, and I don't know that kind of stuff has me thinking about those games. Like maybe I should go back and play those really bad Cartoon Network Flash games. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, cause nostalgia, that's a hell of a drug, but, uh, since, since we're on this topic, I brought us here already. I'm going to go first this week, which I don't normally do because we don't have a guest. So yeah, there is a new, what if we did have a guest and this entire time (laughs) they have been sitting quietly. Oh my God. That's Dave (laughs) makes music. (laughs) I'm just saying that because that's the next goal. So we got to get Dave makes on the show. You can't hear me. It's John Cena. Oh, wow. I guess John Cena is here. That's yep. amazing. That's because I can't, can't hear, hear, him, hear I, him. He's not even in the Zoom call. That's the next level of guest appearances. Thank you, John Cena. Yep. Um, <laughs> but this week I've got a speaking of Cartoon Network uh, licensed games. Uh, this one is not made in Flash, and I wouldn't say it's bad. Samurai Jack Battle Through Time. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta check that out. That thing looks cool. It's neat. I mean, it's very like big PS2 energy. Um, yeah, it is a definitely a licensed game uh, based on a, a a children's cartoon property, but it seems pretty solid. It's got all the original voice actors. I, I don't know if think that did the creator die someone died but i think like all the voice actors are there and it is continuing the story of samurai jack from where it left off oh wow that's mo- cool was was there a movie i don't remember uh, there was yeah i think they did a couple of movies 
uh, well, yeah. So I think whatever the last thing they did just like continues from there, I believe, because there's like a character who I don't know about, and I because I didn't see the movies. And maybe so, Jack. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so the game starts, and it actually starts with the Samurai Jack intro, which is cool. Like the original oh, yeah. intro. That's really cool. That's like nice it's not up-resed or anything. It's four three. It's the same art. It's just the exact like television huh. intro. Yeah, and that's... then it goes into like a high def like animated cutscene, and then once you get into gameplay, then it's like a three D type, you know, anime or cartoon in a three D style thing. You can probably picture exactly what it looks like, and then it's like a just a third person hack hack them slash them beat them up type thing. Uh, you're running around. You, you're slicing slicing and dicing. Uh, enemies robots uh monsters everything that you might expect to see it's kind of doing like a samurai jack greatest hits you're running into characters from the cartoon yeah Scotsman that makes there. sense the, the rothschild the dog yeah you know, who's got like a british accent like wears a monocle if you remember him i'm not super far in but it's pretty fun it's got some it's got a surprisingly large combat or skill tree like three different trees and tons of upgrades through it so and like they're actual substantial like okay you're gonna use this to increase your parry ability like yeah to increase what you can do off of a parry it's not just increase your health or increase your damage it's you're actually doing stuff with these abilities that you're unlocking that's cool yeah um there's like different you can get different weapon types like there's so the sword you always have but then you can get uh, items or weapons like bamboo pole that have like a limited durability, but they are good for taking on different types of enemies. You've got throwing weapons, various skills like uh, you can make, light your sword on fire, stuff like that. And I'm trying to, where's my, where's my trade? Oh, when you're when you take damage, it's pretty cool. Your gi will like get torn up, and the more Wait. damage you take, the more damage it takes. Oh, gi! Sorry, I thought you meant like clarified butter. No, no. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Please continue. <laughs> uh, I don't think there is any gi clarified butter in <laughs> Samurai Jack Battle Through Time. It is if it, it's butter for the soul. If you are a fan of Samurai Jack, it, it seems like a cool thing. It's I am a fan 40, of Samurai Jack. Samurai it's Jack forty bucks butter. on. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's it, I think it's, it's forty bucks on like PC and console, but it is on Apple Arcade. If you've got oh, that's uh, that is awesome. I will totally check yeah. that out do on you, Apple Arcade. That's really think, cool. Do you think it would work well with a touch screen or with a touch device? Uh, it would function, though. I would, I would say, play it with a controller. Connect a controller. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I've been, yeah, I've been playing it on my MacBook that I bought, and yeah, I uh, will. I will probably try it on my phone with a controller. I have a, a it, dumb yeah. mountable mm-hmm. a PS4 controller with like a mount on it for phones. So that uh, that seems like a good way to play that game. Just yeah. like you can knock out a little bit. I don't know how long it is. It's uh, but like for digestible samurai jack to hear those voices to see that's those yeah characters. that's really cool that's really what i'm interested in i'm not really that like from a game perspective i'm sure it's a fairly i don't want to say generic yeah. but i'm sure it is it is an action game um yeah but but i would love to hear and see those characters again and um I, the only thing is i don't 
remember what happens at the end of Samurai Jack because it's been so long since I've well, watched it. it so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I don't. I haven't like gone back to look at anything, but it's it picks up in like the the end of a fight. <laughs> so. A both nice and sad thing about Samurai Jack is there isn't that much of it that exists. So it's like five seasons. Yeah, but it's like five but seasons I, of half episodes, hour episodes. Yeah. So it's yeah, like but, you can watch yeah. all of Samurai Jack in under 10 hours. Yeah. Uh, it, Samurai Jack occupies a same space for like Batman, the animated series for me, where it's like very comforting because totally. yes. like the shows are like very mellow, even though they've got like a lot of combat. It's like, yeah, for the most part, pretty like laid well, back and like very soothing, calm. They're not that stuff. far apart in time, but for, but I think Samurai Jack fulfilled a lot of the stuff for me that avatar did for a lot of people just like a little bit younger than me. And I love avatar too. So I'm not like saying that, um, uh, that, that it's, it's, um, that one is better or more important than the other. But for me, Samurai Jack had that kind of like, it has some politics in there and it has some interesting concepts that as a kid, I really wasn't thinking about until I saw them in that show. Um, and so definitely it falls into that. It's like Samurai Jack, Batman, the animated series, the Spider-Man animated series and um, Gargoyles. And those are the like the ones for me God, that that Gargoyles. really hit the hardest. I loved Gargoyles, especially because it was mostly the cast from the next generation. <laughs> Gargoyles is my favorite of all of those. I think I, my, I am of the opinion that Gargoyles is one of the better shows, period. Not just yeah. kid shows uh, yeah. ever. Um, Gargoyles was a. Phenomenal thing, and it is both a probably a good thing and also a travesty that it kind of went away when the show ended. Um, On the the one hand, I wish we had more gargoyles, but on the other hand, who knows what the modern content churn would have done to gargoyles, so I don't know that (laughs) that's actually something I want. So, Andre, I was curious, and I looked up what games that this developer has made. Um, the developer mm. of the Samurai Jack. And what shows up is made by Soleil. Uh, I'm pronouncing it the French way because I'm French, sorry. Um, so they made Samurai Jack How Battle Through Time. You. And then they, they made a Naruto, a, a Boruto game actually, uh, uh-huh. Shinobi Striker. And then the next game they have is something called Rock Shot. It doesn't have a description. And then the one before that is from 1993 called Zerk's Learning Safari. <laughs> Zerk's Learning Safari is a very good name for a product. And it, it, it looks exactly like what you expect in your mind. There's a lot, yeah. there's a lot you can do with that. And yeah. I also, it's so funny that you say that because even though that name doesn't really tell you anything at all about what that is, I can picture it completely. I know 100% what that thing is. Yep, a hundred percent. Just because I, I, mean, I have it's, context, it's because it's from nineteen ninety three. Yes, educational games. <laughs> yes, exactly. They they've got another game called Ninjala that's coming out on the Switch, I guess. But yeah, I, I had they, no idea. They are very focused on. Or it's out on the Switch. Yeah. Swordplay, then, huh? Uh yeah, Same. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Zerk's Learning Safari has any swordplay in it, then. Uh, you know, huh. we can only hope. PC Mag but, thought the game was quote visually breathtaking, praising its storybook atmosphere. So I'm looking at the um, 
the soleilgamestudios.com uh, page. And it looks like there's armor and stuff that you can equip on Jack. Yeah. I don't know if that's part of the story or if it's like different armor sets throughout the game that have different effects. But uh, yeah, it, it seems pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah, uh, so that's Samurai Jack Battle Through Time, available on Apple Arcade and PC and consoles. Uh, Xbox One, PlayStation, Nintendo Switch, yeah. It doesn't, huh, interesting, their site doesn't mention iOS or macOS either. (laughs) Uh, Also, I need to report the, so that I don't come off as um, remembering a thing that isn't real and Mandela affecting people. Um, the, the game I was referring to is called Cartoon Orbit by Cartoon Network. Right. You collected basically digital, what are those things called? Pogs? Um, okay. You collected right. basically digital pogs that had a number and a color associated with them. And then you would fight other players and you would play your pogs. And then it would total up each player's number. What? And then it did some math with the colors. Um, that sounds and weird. Then, in a good and way. then would choose a winner. It was very cool at the time. Yeah, in a world where Hearthstone and Legends of Runeterra and and all these <laughs> like digital card games exists, I don't think it's very interesting now. But at the time when there were not digital trading card games, um, really, uh, it was it was pretty cool. I, I had a friend. Well, I still have a friend who got really into the um, Adventure Time MOBA, which was also a Flash game, as far as I'm aware. I've heard about that. Yeah. And apparently it's actually pretty decent, but he, he basically said, cause he, we were both into Dota at the time. So this was like 2014 ish. And, uh, he's like, yeah, I, I played Dota for when I want to feel competitive. I play that game when I just want to like have huh. the most casual time possible. <laughs> the, um, yeah, this cartoon orbit thing. I don't remember how you got new pogs. I remember it being kind of frustrating because I don't believe they monetized it. Um, because probably it was, good yeah because it was children um playing it for the most part but i remember being it being a really slow drip of new new pog things uh sure which was a little frustrating but, well but it was a different time for games so oh yeah i mean the I, thing that made it frustrating was more like i you were very much staring at a browser and there wasn't that much strategy other than put all the things you have with the highest numbers out so it was like sure. it got very repetitive and boring, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it was a cool concept, and I think it would be interesting to try it out now and just get the nostalgia from it. I saw a there's a car, cartoon orbit G tunes Reddit. Um, I saw a, a tweet thread the other day about someone who was trying to log into their old Neopets account. Yeah, and they but they have been like banned because they were running like some weird racket and selling things for real money. And they had started like this gang of kids, like cause this is when they were like eight or nine mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were set up as gang of kids who were uh, basically getting in game currency and were super rich in game. And then they, this kid ended up selling something for real money. And then he tried to convince all his friends to start doing that. And then he got ratted out and had the gang stolen out from under him. And then his account, uh, banned. And then he found the account in like, a Neopets, like leak or like data leak. 
So then they went, they found the like one of their various accounts, went to log in, and the password had been changed. <laughs> that's that just that's like, terrifying. Yeah, it's uh, eight year old kids. That I forgot they made a physical card game based on this cartoon orbit thing. There is a G Tunes Discord that someone posted about <laughs> one year ago. There's apparently. But- G-Tunes mods on Tabletop Simulator. <laughs> oh, man. No. Man, I'm not going to go can, down. Don't worry. Can, I'm not going down. I know what we're hearing about next no, week. No, don't worry what? about that. Andre, can you tell me why they would do that? Do what? Tell, tell, me, tell me why. Oh, tell... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you tell said me, you were going you first like 10 minutes ago, and then we started talking I'm, about... Oh, yeah, that's right. We talked about Samurai Jack. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're never going to hear me say, I want it that way. Uh, uh, yeah, tell can me we, why. Is, just yeah. tell me why. Is that a, is it like, can we get to the stage where the aesthetic of an adventure game like uh, Life is Stranger, Tell Me Why is like Backstreet Boys and NSYNC concerts and like. What, there, where's my, te- where's my telltale uh, Backstreet Boys game. So I need. I, I need how we will remember that. Where I walk into a, a room and I walk into my room and there's a bead door and <laughs> there is a there is a copy of a Britney Spears CD, an InSync CD, and a Matchbox Twenty CD sitting on my dresser. It's gone Home too. I would be more into Gone Home if it had that aesthetic. I think. <laughs> Uh, yeah, sure. Gone Home is like just a little bit like set a little too early to it, it, appeal to it, like, yeah. some folks. And, yeah. and it's also a little I mean, I like I really like the music and and atmosphere of Gone Home, but it also goes for more of the like kind of um, indie acoustic like and mm-hmm. and like Modest Mouse and Death Cab for Cutie kind of like at, musical atmosphere instead of the boy bands one. Um, yeah, which yeah. is where I'm at much more where I'm at as an adult, but man, I would be interested in <laughs> a game where yeah, it was sure. more like what I listened to when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, uh, tell me why is not going to scratch that itch, at least Sorry. as far as I have, uh, reached. <laughs> well, it fine. is a, this is a don't nod game. Uh, don't nod creators of life is strange. And uh, they did, I don't know, they did stuff before that, but that is what they're most well known for at this point. And it's a game in that similar vein Vampire. where it's an adventure game. Did they do Vampire? They vamp- I don't, yes, maybe, they did. Maybe. I don't oh, Okay. They well, sure did yeah. because they also it's did not, Remember Me, right? That was them. Yeah. Was yeah. It? Yeah. Yes. It is. There's, it is there are definitely not like those games. There are two <laughs> inside <laughs> maybe every. Maybe like Remember Me. In, in, inside every don't nod, there are two studios: the one that makes "Remember Me" and "Vampire," and the one that makes "Life is Strange." <laughs> yeah. uh, well, it you know maybe there are some things to remember me because there is a remember prompt that you constantly encounter in "Tell Me Why." This huh. "Tell Me Why" is the game that was announced was announced this year or late last year. They were very upfront and pushing the fact that their main character is trans. Mm-hmm. Or one of the main characters is trans, and mm-hmm. like, oh, the first trans main character in a video game, and no, but in like a mainstream large launch title, probably, and, and main character too. Um, 
I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of indie games. No, no, yes, trans, but, yeah. but but to to sort of fit all those, I think there. I mean, I can't off the top of my head think of them, but I think there are plenty. There are probably um, not as not so many trans characters who that you play as in major AAA. Oh, yeah. may, may I point games. you to the missing? Not a AAA game. <laughs> oh right, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I don't know if you would call tell me why a AAA game either, but still. Yeah, there are major release. Yeah, it's yeah, I I wouldn't say this is a triple A game. So it's, you know, it's a little their marketing speak. I I don't want to give them too much credit on that because it's all marketing. But that is one of their big um, their big selling points is this is a story about a trans person up front, whereas the missing was not like up front about that in its marketing. That was not like, oh, play this game about the trans experience or, you know, or about you know, someone's experience, et cetera. Um, this, and that's also more metaphorical, uh, allegorical, whatever, but this is like, you're going through someone's life and experiencing, uh, their, yeah. My morning brain is extremely dumb. When you say allegorical, I just thought allegorical. An inconvenient truth. The video game. Oh my God. Anyways, sorry, please continue. Um, yeah. So tell me why is set in Alaska, at least this first episode, it's episodic, uh, and like small town, Alaska, and you're playing Tyler, uh, who is the trans man, uh, out of a pair of siblings and his sister, Allison. Uh, and the game starts off with, the the twins mother being killed uh which sets up basically the conflict of at least this first episode which is them trying to reckon with tyler coming home after 11 years um of like rehabilitation camp for like at-risk youth not for mm-hmm. like not like conversion therapy or anything yeah, yeah, like right, that just right. at-risk youth tyler has transitioned and uh, this is the first time that he has reunited with his sister um, in that time uh, for various reasons. Didn't want to see her, that it, which causes some conflict. I'm not super far in. I'm a couple hours in, maybe like an hour and a half, two hours in. And so it's hard to say how the game is really going to handle all of the issues it brings up because this is an episodic like five episode thing. Yeah. So it's always hard to judge too much based on that and but it's possible that they um that they that they that this is just it wasn't true um but Mm. they put out a pretty exhaustive fact about yeah like content warnings for the game yes um which seems seems to me to indicate that they're interested in not just creating a like queer tragedy story um which is why i am interested in playing this because it yeah. Uh, it, it seems like it's the, the, it seems like they're really trying to make something that isn't just another one of those. Um, mm-hmm. so, and, and, and from what I heard, I haven't looked at the fact cause it has spoilers in it that I, I don't yeah. really want, but I haven't um, looked at it either, but I'm from what personally, I have, I'm not concerned about content warning stuff, but yeah. Uh, right. So it won't, I, I don't, I don't foresee yeah. it having an effect on me personally. So I haven't looked into those, but from what I heard from people who have looked at it, um, his being trans is not necessarily a, 
a source of trauma within the game and that it's not necessarily trying to like cast him as a tragic character because of who he is, which I think is, um, I hope that's the case. Um, cause that's such a tiring it, narrative. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so this is basically the setup at like at the beginning of the episode, it, like, you know, you're kind of figuring out Tyler believes that Tyler killed his mother in self-defense right, right. and believes that, um, she was trying to kill him and his sister that night. But, and the coming home, uh, back to their hometown, they have to, they're like, okay, we're going to sell our family house. Like we've got to get it in our order. No one's been here in 10 years. Uh, start to like uncover things and unpack and realize like, maybe it's not exactly what we thought. Maybe something else was going on here. And yeah. you start doing the don't nod thing where you realize, oh, there's like some supernatural powers here yeah. and you get into like the twin kind of, uh, and, uh, what is it? Uh, when a thing trope where they can like telepathically uh, communicate and kind of yeah. jointly remember, like see memories kind of in like a ghostly form and recall things from their past. Yeah. From what I have, have heard, um, and maybe this is again incorrect because this was pre-release stuff before people had really played it. It sounded yeah. like to the whole like he murders their mother thing. It wasn't necessarily tied to him being trans at all. Like the the event was not her being bigoted. It was just a different. It was it was a obviously it was violence, but it was it was not tied to that. Um, which that, which well, sounded refreshing to me. That's um, what the uh, the game is trying to unpack in the story wise uh, gotcha. story wise right now. Uh, so I, I don't want to get into too many spoilers. Yeah, no, no, but, that's fine. Um, it, it is very much like you come across. Well, you have to like go into the their mother's room uh, as part of cleaning out, and you come across some things that like blow open your whole understanding of right what was going on in your rela- uh, Tyler's relationship with their mother uh and then you start to like okay well we need to go talk to somebody else who knew her to try and yeah. get some answers and so that's kind of where It's we're interesting. At. I I I've think not ca- encounter one of the things I worried about was with it being like small town Alaska was encountering like overt transphobia like right really aggressive and i'm sure that'll be in here somewhere uh but i think you shouldn't necessarily make a game i, I i'm not one to talk about what should and shouldn't be in a game about the trans experience course, but i yeah. think if you're going to make a game about the trans experience that that is part of it and take the good with the bad um if you're making a game like this i think you're probably going to come across that and maybe it's dishonest if you don't yeah uh, i think it's a cha- it's a it's it's challenging and definitely um no group of people however you um sort of divide up groups of people is a monolith so yes. i'm sure there are going to be people who would say you can't make a game about uh with a trans main character without encountering transphobia and there are probably people who would say it would be really nice to play a game with a trans main character where I don't have to deal with transphobia, you know? Yeah. So it's so there tough. Are, um, yeah. There are sp- spots for all sorts of those games, yeah. but I feel like with the way this game is set, what the content it is currently handling, 
I th- it would probably be disingenuous if they didn't. I'm um, like you've you encounter you do encounter some like mild transphobia of people who are not used to encountering trans people and interacting with them and yeah, who sure. know Tyler from when they were a child pre-transition right, right. and are like brother what oh and you know and say some shitty stuff but it's not from a place of malice and it is trying to like maybe humanize them I think like, be like to get it get that point across but Tyler is also like take no shit and like listen I'm a man fucking deal with it. I think the thing that is um, exciting to me about this game is, and why I ultimately want to play it is I ended up playing um, the missing both from, Mm -hmm. uh, from, from Alex saying really good things about it. And then also from Heather Alexandra having some Mm -hmm. really, um, she wrote just a really great article about it when it came out. And so, and, and it was, and I played it because of, the its relationship to the trans experience and and mm-hmm. and and I felt like it was a way to understand you know to to try to understand that a little bit better um I'm interested in playing this game because I'm interested in like obviously the story deals with that, but I'm just interested in the mystery really um mm-hmm. more so than i think it's obvi- I, I guess what I'm saying is i i'm I want us to get to a point where it can just be like there's just a trans character in this in this because there just is, yeah. I mean, it's not a, like doesn't need to be a marketing bullet. Um, and while it's, it is a marketing bullet in this game, I'm still interested in playing it for just the fact that it's, it sounds like an interesting mystery rather yeah. than um, the fact that it has a trans main character. I just think that's cool and hopefully they handle it well. Um, yeah. But, but I, I want to see the mystery their cadence for these episodes is actually scheduled to be pretty quick. Like the second episode, I think second and third episode will be out in September, which is much faster than they tend to put out episodes (laughs) for like life is strange, which is like tends to be like three months between each episode. Maybe they learned Uh, something with life is strange too. Um, Cause I feel like that, that sounds like it was such a great game, but it got so, it was so hard to follow because it got so lost lost. as as over time. It just, like months between episodes did does this one like you mentioned that the twins kind of have their telepathic ability kind of thing yeah but does it feel more grounded in reality than life is strange did like the first one or sure i only played the first one so that's all i have context for so it is definitely less like super powery what they're doing it's but they are able to like kind of jointly remember uh, events in the past and kind of like relive them to get an idea. And like they can talk to each other like telepathically, like so they won't be near each other, but then they can like have conversations. Uh, then there's, but we, I got to a point uh, when I last played where those memories like, Oh, I remember that differently. And so you can see each person's memory of that. And then you're choosing like which one you think is more accurate or you, which one you choose to believe mm. and that'll impact your kind of oh, that's interesting. synchronicity that interesting. or something. Very cool. Um, Speak, speaking of Mandela yeah. effect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, 
Uh, yeah, yeah, you'll you'll maybe have to choose. Oh, do I agree with? Do I think Tyler remembers this right, or do I think Allison remembers this right? And that'll impact the story and that's, things going that's forward. Cool. It um, it's, it seems like it'd be hard to tell a story that is totally grounded in reality if you're setting it in Alaska because it's just such a kind of uh, <laughs> ethereal place for a lot of us. I think. Uh, Boom. Sure. Uh, also from our chat, Chris Edgerton says the episodes are out weekly. So is it weekly? That can't be right. If so, uh, that's, that's so cool. fast. That's weird. <laughs> I would assume that it must be done, right? Like if I mean, it's if weekly, it I would weekly, assume yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. Um, it says here the second chapter. Yeah. Second chapter will be September 3rd and the final chapter will be September 10th. So just three oh, episodes, it three and episodes? it is weekly. I, I thought it was okay. I figured it was five because that's what they usually do. But okay, no, that's three, three episodes right. weekly. Uh, it's cool that I mean, it's on Game Pass. Is, oh so wow, I didn't realize that too. Yeah, that's is right. It, it was in that I, thing. Yeah, it was in that event. Only Xbox and uh, PC. So yeah, I will. Mm-hmm. I will totally play that on Game Pass. I didn't even realize it was there. Uh, yeah, because that that sounds really interesting. I, I've always wanted to like Life is Strange more than I do. Um, mm-hmm. It's Same. not. It, I don't know what it is about the first one. I I, I have a hard time. I've never getting been able to into get, it. I've never been able to get past episode two. It just never never cooked yeah, me. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I think the like the setting and kind of what's going on, like the private school uh, kind of like private high school kind of situation where everyone's like super like quirky, like CW type thing it i like that CW a lot. show the game okay. i like that part of it a lot i think it's more just the um the pacing of the story is the sure. thing that was yeah. uh, hard for me to get into because it feels like it's kind of jilted like there's times mm-hmm. when like oh shit stuff is happening and then mm-hmm. like an hour will go by and you're just kind of walking around a house looking for a screwdriver and yeah. so it's like it's like ugh, I think that's so, what it is. Yeah, it was it was so some of the far, I was, I'm sorry, I'll just say it was just some of the uh, adventure game bullshit that kind of Yes, yeah. I think that's what it is for me too. But sorry. So this is Tell Me Why is still very much that kind of game, but it feels much more compact and like tightened up. So I, you maybe that'll help with some of the pacing issues plus that it's coming out weekly, so you won't be like I've not played this for 3 months, I'm not going to go back to it. I will say but, the story sounds more compelling too. I think part of yes. my life is strange struggle also is I feel like pretty early they sort of lay out what the story's going to mm-hmm. be and then it's kind of I'm sure it's interesting to get there like I said I haven't seen, played through it all so I'm mm-hmm. sure that it is cool and has some twists and turns but it it, it the way that they early on are like there's going to be this storm. I just was like, eh, I don't know that this is a narrative device that's really working for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think you should give Life is Strange 2 a chance, which I think is also on Game Pass. Um, yeah, I should. Because I think that also maybe kind of would sit better with you. Yeah, it sounds and like also, a... also, yeah. Tell Me Why is seems a little bit tighter and less just wandering around. Like, you're doing I, that, but it's there's less stuff, maybe? Yeah, I should just look up what happens in Life is Strange 1 and then uh, cuz yeah. I've heard that it does kind of get referenced in Life is Strange 2 even though it's not barely. Yeah. It's well, there's one choice that's but maybe you could read that and then cuz Life is Strange 2 does ask you what your choice was. 
Yeah. But it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's tell me why it's on game pass. It's on PC. Uh, so check that out if you're into that. And now let's see, Alex, I think, Hi. tell me, tell me why you're still playing Final <laughs> Fantasy 14. Uh, well, I still have my goal, you know, like my goal stuff. is to get to the near stuff, which is right near the end. So, yeah. um, Alex doesn't seem like someone who drops things. Uh, oh, I drop things all you, the time. <laughs> if you have a goal, though, it seems like if oh, you have a, yeah. a defined goal, you're the kind of person who follows through on that goal. That's true. Yeah, uh, I'm very willing to drop things, but if something yeah. is in mind, I will definitely try, try yeah. as I might to get to it. Um, so yeah, I put in uh, last week. I was at what like thirty hours. I'm at fifty-eight or something now. So keeping a pretty consistent pace. Um, so like almost sixty, and I finished a Realm Reborn, which is the root must have really trimmed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I well, I hardline the well, story. If you're, and if you've got double XP and you're just doing the main story, I think you could do that pretty easy. Yeah, uh, they it was. Uh, it took us like a couple hundred hours, I think, when I was playing it. Uh, and was did was that all? Story. Was that all because you needed to grind stuff out? No, the story just had a lot of running around. Um, I, my understanding is that they've that they recently streamlined all that stuff like big time. Oh um, yeah, they, I don't they have, cut out a lot of the bullshit. Yeah, I have no idea from the experience I had with it. It was pretty streamlined, uh, yeah. except for one thing. But I'll get to that. Um, okay. But the yeah, the experience has continued to be pretty good. I would say one of the best things about it is that the community has actually been surprisingly great. Like. Mm-hmm. People are really friendly to new players. Like mm-hmm. you'll see them like cheering on new players and being helpful to them rather than being impatient or like, you know, if you're in a dungeon or whatever, they're not just like, oh, come on, let's move, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. They're like, oh no, we'll wait up and here, here's how you do that. And then they'll like leave commendations for people all the time. Like it's mm-hmm. it's a really welcoming community, which is not what I was expecting, especially with mm-hmm. online video games. But maybe that's also because I'm playing on the Japanese servers. Who knows? Um and there's just lots of weird little like just moments. Like I guess maybe it's just an MMO thing and I've been missing out on it, but like there's an in-game trumpet that players can get. And so there was just in one of the main cities in one of the main hubs, someone was just sitting on like a like a ledge or something, just playing the castle in the sky theme on a trumpet. And I was like, this is very charming. Very good. <laughs> and there was like a crowd I went of people around. To a, I- kind of unrelated mostly unrelated i went to a music box shop with my girlfriend last weekend or mm-hmm. earlier this week because she had some days off and they had a music box that played a cruel angel's thesis oh, I, hope, yeah. I hope you got it i can i strongly considered it i'm imagining that as a music box and it's just filling yeah, it, me it with was, joy just the little, uh, it's like tink, you know the tinkly and it sounds like it sounds like yeah. little tiny bells are playing it. Yeah, well, that sounds yeah, great. It was, uh, well, it was, yeah, it was like it was one of the ones where you can like see what's going on. It was like the ting ting the the yeah. herps. I don't know what the the metal tongs tines. I don't know. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Anyways, that's basically Final Fantasy. Is <laughs> just the metal tongs <laughs> yeah. being a thing, and it's a cool angel's thesis. Um, but yeah, no, um, the, 
ending of the story, because I got to the end of A Realm Reborn, I'm now getting into Heaven's Word, I think, which is the next mm-hmm. expansion. Yeah. And uh, But anyways, the ending of the Realm Reborn story was fine, I guess. I don't know. It wasn't anything revelatory or anything like that, but it was a nice cap to everything that they set up for the story. So that that was fine. I don't know. Um, but my biggest complaint with the game, I don't remember what my complaint was last week, but for now is how many of the main story quests are turning into duties. Uh-huh. Um, I, I hate when my quests turn into duties. <laughs> but <laughs> duties not being the poop, but being the mini mini raid style things where you're going through dungeons or like boss battles with like yeah. four, eight, 12, however many people. Yeah. And like the problem with that is that they tend to have some long wait times. <laughs> yeah. Like I had the one I was talking about it in our group chat where mm-hmm. I, I ended up waiting 90 minutes to play and like it, that just really killed the the momentum of the story. Totally. Well, some, yeah. Sometimes the, the game, like the servers are like overwhelmed and they screw up or something because it does an interesting thing where it'll like knock you, knock you down levels so you can do run that stuff yeah. with other players at mm-hmm. like lower level level six. So like there should be no if uh, I problems were, finding players, but the servers just and up. I think I could be wrong. I think there is incentive when you're high level. There's like a daily thing you get for just queuing for a random duty yep. so yeah. that it'll pull yes. those people into the ones that you are doing. Um, yeah. To try to like give, yeah, I think that used to be a thing. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, I'm it it pretty is. Sure, so. uh, I, th- yeah, think, okay. I think I think they call it leveling roulette, and yeah, that's, something like yeah, that. that's that's where you get the um, uh, what's it called, the 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 seals or whatever for your yes. grand your grand company, and it's yep. like the way you level up from like being a private to a lieutenant, etc. Within mm-hmm. the in game, and there's good company. rewards for doing that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, that is a good incentive. Um. But it also, the one that I was queued 90 minutes for, that mission ended up being like over an hour. So I can understand why some people might not want to jump into that one. Yeah. Uh, it so. could be that people were hitting the queue, seeing what it was, and then bouncing. <laughs> it's very uh, possible. But yeah. Yeah. It was good. Um, uh, I'm going to continue playing that game. And I, I'm not going to give throw updates every week. I'll try and play mm-hmm. something else next yeah. week so we can talk about something else. But. Yeah. So you're on to the paid content now. Um, yes, but it is I think all the expansions up to Shadowbringers are included with the the base game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, now you've got you've got to pay for the subscription, I mean. No, not yet. I mean I got the what, starter right? edition on Steam. So Oh, does it oh does it come with like thirty free days or something? Yeah, something like that. I don't remember exactly okay, how many. Because I know like they made the like up until level sixty or something was free. And then, so if you've got like, if it came with game time, then you've probably still got like a month or something. Yeah. And actually I got an email like, I don't know, uh, 20 hours in that was like, oh, you reached level 30 or whatever. Here's 15 extra mm-hmm. game days. And I was like, oh, cool. Thank you. What? Oh, yeah. Maybe I should go back because <laughs> I'm like right at the end of the realm reborn. I'm like level 58 or something. I'm right there. Yeah. That sounds about right. But it, yeah, I don't know. Games my got last good. five days of vacation. Yeah, games got some good characters and stuff like that. Yeah, which is not what I would expect from an MMO, but it's has it's, that one that one little fucker, whatever is what's his name, Popolov. Oh yeah, yeah. 
That guy's a dick. He Otherwise, is. though. <laughs> he doesn't like Ida very right. much. Yeah, Anyways. he can go fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> a weird little mustache. Then all of those... Well, I, I don't, I, oh, I have to talk about this one raid I, or whatever dungeon I did last night, mm-hmm. which it was the first time I've ever wiped in that game or I've seen a wipe. Like, mm-hmm. I've not been dying, but this was one of the ones that's in parentheses hard. Um, and you're just fighting a bunch of fucking Moogles. <laughs> and it's classic awesome. Final Fantasy. Yeah, but like... <laughs> you don't the, usually the, fight those. No, there's like seven like medium-sized Moogles, and they all have their own powers. And then they summon like King Moogle, basically, which is like almost like a mythical being from their lore. And like he just arises from the middle of them all dancing. Is he together. a really big Moogle? He's extremely huge. <laughs> okay, I wonder if it's the same. If it's the summon from Final Fantasy VII, basically, maybe. But um, it gets fuck hard as soon as that guy shows up, and we wiped like twice. And the music, that's, <laughs> the music that's playing in the background is insane. It's kind of like. Um, like a nightmare before Christmassy kind of music. And, but it's all, all the lyrics are in English and it's, it's weird. I'll, I'll send okay. you guys the music I, and stuff later, but it's really, that one was pretty rad. <laughs> I think, I think final fantasy 14 might have my favorite music from any MMO that I've played. It has like surprisingly great, uh, tracks in there that only get better as you get into the expansion stuff. Um, yeah, it seems like it, which I've, I've heard. It's cool that it's good that you enjoyed a realm reborn. Cause from what I have understood in the past, that is the, definitely the most slog of the slog in the story. Like after that, mm. it gets way, the stories get even more interesting. So that's cool. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm looking forward uh, to it. Uh, I should, should be noted. I'm not really doing any side quests. Um, so I haven't seen much of that content. Like I've done the, mm-hmm. the job specific one. But. Yeah. I'm excited to hear you say that because I want to get back to and play that game. And um, I don't want to do the side quest because I just kind of want to push through the story. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's nice to hear that you don't have to. Uh, there's some fun stuff in there from what I was playing before, like little funny little narrative things, but nothing. And there's a few yeah. that are a little heavier, but but it's very much stuff you could go back and do later if you want to. Um, oh, so. yeah. Anyways, yeah. Final Fantasy 14 cool. continues to happen. All right. Well, speaking of games that continue to happen, it won't stop happening. Yeah. Warframe, Pat. Yeah. So I saw footage. <laughs> one of my one. I have a friend who have a Warframe friend? was one of his favorite games, and he goes, he plays it, and then he plays it like, like he was. He, he got into Call of Duty with us and then he's been mysteriously absent from all of our Call of Duty happy hours because he's been playing Warframe instead. <laughs> um, so he will like play Warframe for like a hundred hours in a week and then like not play it again for six months. Um, which is, I mean, chase your bliss. But uh, but he was he was kind of on it again. And then I also saw the footage from the new Heart of Demos stuff which is there's a mech that looks like a corn cob and there's like a snake goddess and it's fucking, you ride like a mosquito skateboard around. Okay. It looks like a, it looks like if you took like a nightmare game that from software made in the nineties that they never really made 
and pulled it forward in, into 2020. It's really cool shit. And the, 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 the zone is like all fiery and hell like and stuff. Uh, it is, um, it is cool. Uh, I haven't actually these, gone there. These uh, really are some corn cob mechs. They fucking, yeah, I'm not lying. You, you um, just Google Warframe corn cob mech. You will find it. <laughs> yeah, it's on the launcher. It looks like a corn. It looks like a mix between something from like blasphemous or dark souls and a corn cob. Uh, that sounds like um, something like Ice Pick Lodge would make. If if y'all know what Ice Pick Lodge is, yeah, kind of. Uh, it definitely. Um, and so, anyway, I haven't. I could go to the the to Demos. the The way Warframe's progression works is it's almost entirely horizontal. So you can play. Um, like I have a loadout of gear that is like max level. Um, because you can level up a gear set fairly quickly. The whole idea is that like you have an overall rank that tracks the number of things that you've mastered and it unlike it kind of gates your access to more complex characters mm-hmm. and weapons. Um, so the, the kind of the idea for progression, in the game is that you, you master frame character frames and weapons right. over time and, and then get access to more complicated ones. And you aren't starting fresh, obviously, right? Like you didn't no. start a new character for this. Like you have, no, no, no. Um, you kind of can't, you, oh. you, you have to, um, you, if you could make a new account, but because Warframe is is interesting and it's a really cool and unique thing about it, there is no you have that overall mastery level, but it's kind of like Final Fantasy in that each frame is like a character class, um, and you switch between them freely. So, um, you, you so I have like I have three frames. I have Excalibur, which is the basic one. When I started playing, that was the one you got at the beginning. Um, he's like a sword focused guy, obviously. Uh, and then I have frost prime, which is obviously like does ice stuff. And then I have, um, a frame that I got more recently since I started playing again called Nidus. That's like a plague infection shoots out gross fungus tentacles. Um, and, uh, and then, yeah. And then I have a few different weapons and a few different sidearms uh, and a few different melee weapons. And those are the, the f- kind of the four elements of your loadout. Uh, and then one of the interesting things about that game's progression is your stats on your frames and weapons do not go up as they level. They have a baseline of stats. The thing that goes up as they level is you have more capacity to put mod cards on them. Right. And that is where the game gets absolutely fucking wild and really complex because there are like tons and tons of mod cards. And some of them are as simple as does more damage that you can put on a weapon. And some of them as are as complex as like um, randomly links you with a teammate and like damage that they take is converted to energy for you that when, when you spend damage, it he- spend energy, it heals them. So that, I'm making that up. That's not a real one, but it gets really complicated like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can have a gun that has like four of those really complicated mods on it. And then all of a sudden, yes, when you click the button, it just shoots bullets, but it's also doing like four different effects that are both buffs and debuffs as you fire it. So the game gets really crazy with that stuff. But from a basic like play the content perspective to just play through it, you can kind of get by by saying by just like cramming health and shield and armor mods onto your frame and cramming damage mods onto your weapons and like fire rate and reload speed mods. Um, And then you can play through 
what in other games would be considered the leveling content. Um, that more complex, like making crazy build stuff comes in more when you're doing the, the super like high end stuff. Um, a lot of the content in the game is centered around the idea that like you can play it at this level and play through it, or you can stick around with it and play it at a higher level, like timed missions mm-hmm. where the longer you're in the mission, it gets harder and stuff like that. So, um, Speaking of online games that have been around for quite a while and have large communities, how is the community in this one? Like, are they welcoming? Um, it depends. There are different elements. There are certainly people who are really, really helpful and cool and friendly. And then you'll also almost always see someone being a dick in the the chat. It has like global chat that you can turn off if you want to. Um, but there's a huge. It, it just runs the main. The thing is, there's there's like in every game, there's like clans. Um, and so you can just join one that's beginner friendly and that it doesn't allow people to be dicks. And there's clans with like thousands and thousands of people in them. I don't know that there's a, it's like the limit on people in clans is very, very, very high. So if you join the right community, then you can just surround yourself with people that don't suck. Um, I would say though, that, that you can, you will certainly see all the, the all the kind of internet bullshit that you see if you, um, join the wrong clan. It, they're pretty good about the general chat being a safer zone for people. Like I don't see slurs and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. They have a pretty strict mod team. Um, they're like generally digital extremes from what I have seen of people. there are pretty committed to safe spaces and, and like they seem like cool people. Um, and I know that like uh, what is Reb's last name? Um, uh, Reb Ford is one of their community managers, and she is very much a take no shit kind of person, um, and is a very is very cool from what I have seen her guesting on stuff. Um, so yeah, the community could be better, I think. But you also the thing Warframe is the most like a third person shooter Diablo in terms of game flow than any game I've played, and I just realized that this go round. Because like there isn't loot in Warframe, but it is you load into a mission and the new content is different than this. And there are several zones now that are different than this. But the core content of the game that I'm trying to get through to finish the star map is you click a node on a planet and it's like, okay, this is a sabotage mission. You load into the mission, you matchmake. You can play it solo if you want, but I, I always leave matchmaking open to make it go faster. Everybody drops down onto the ground and then people just sprint away from each other at like light speed and kill shit Doing incredibly crazy, fast. Like, oh yeah, jump, you're just like, sliding and stuff. jumping because that's how you propel yourself through the environment faster. And you're just like, you're like sliding and sword slicing people's legs off and stuff and moving through the environment super fast and trying to complete the mission as fast as you can because that's efficiency, baby. So, uh, so, so it's, it's, it's fun in that way. Um, and it has pretty varied mission types. Another thing that's interesting to me is uh, it's it's interesting how much playing this pe- the the Crystal Dynamics must have played uh, a fair bit of Warframe because the the a lot of the uh, objectives in that Avengers beta basically come from Warframe <laughs> in those missions, like the the point capture stuff in Avengers. I forgot that is like. 100% a type of mission in Warframe. Um, the difference is that Warframe has like a lot more mission types than what we saw in the Avengers beta. And because yep. it's been around longer. Um, 
but yeah, the, the heart of demo stuff, the new stuff, uh, is one of their open world zones. So there's like each of their open world zones is kind of like an expansion for a traditional MMO in that it's, they have these big open worlds that have dozens of hours of stuff to do in them. And they all have like unique, um, unique currencies and vendors and quest lines and, uh, stories and stuff and then unique mechanics associated with them too. So like you can get in these corn cob mechs in the demos area. Those don't exist anywhere else. It's not like you like from what I understand, I could be wrong cause I haven't gone through it, but generally you can't really, sometimes you can take stuff to other open world areas. Like there's the, the hoverboards. You can fly those around in different places. You're not just on the, that one first area, but, um, the open world stuff is usually pretty like contained to those zones. And then you unlock like frames and weapons that you can take outside of them. Uh, Get in the corn cob Shinji. Yeah. Uh, I'm very excited to try that stuff at some point. I have played through Fortuna, which was one of the ones they did a couple years ago. Um, played through the like main story. The main stories are usually like six, seven hours. They're not as long. And then there's a bunch of side and grinding content you can do. Um, the Fortuna story is somewhat simple, um, but it is really cool. And it's about like labor unions and like how one of the, the, the in, like guillotining the, the, the ruling wealthy class and shit. And like, it's very fun to play through uh, and has some interesting characters and stuff, which is not a thing I would have associated with Warframe like five or six years ago. Uh, so hopefully uh, I'll also get to check out that Railjack stuff, um, which is the space ship flying around and people like man different battle stations on your co-op spaceship, uh, and it's wild. Um, so that game remains quite cool, and I learned a new thing about it, and then I feel like a galaxy brain meme where I'm just like, oh my god, so if that's true, then all of this is true, and that means there's so much more to this than I could have ever imagined. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that happens to me all the time now. I remember, like I don't know, two two and a half years ago, I, I came on this podcast singing the praises like uh, Warframe is better than D- Destiny Two, and I think I argued like, with you. <laughs> yeah, and now we have we have both done one eighties <laughs> on this. And I'm like, sure. I, I I don't have a problem with Warframe, I, but I did get kind of uh burnt out on the get the like find the components for a thing and then you have to like set it up for to like build but logically there's no reason to really hate that like okay i'm gonna i have to stop playing at some point anyway so like when i come back tomorrow or whatever it'll be there but it was still like when it got to be like longer stuff like 24 hours and things i would get on and then it wouldn't be done until like i was ready to stop playing and that was when i was like mm. yeah and you can't spend money to get past that stuff but i don't want to spend money. i had uh, i had a frame um i have a frame on the table that probably is just done now uh i had gotten all the components i mean crafting a frame can take like 4 to 5 days basically um yeah. And it can, yeah, the later games. I can see how it would be frustrating, but at the same time, like I have stuff to level still. So I haven't hit a point where I've been mad about that because I've never been like, well, I maxed everything out and now I got to wait five days before I can progress more. Um, I, 
I am a an instant gratification type person. I do not like to wait. I am not well, patient. And we talked about so this in what I if there's something I want, I'm like I want it now. Damn. Yeah, we talked about this in our group chat too, where I think it's just different means of delivering a similar experience uh, yeah. between that and Destiny. I've gotten, as I have said, uh, I think on the show, but also in, in our group chat a lot, gotten really tired of the loot treadmill. Um, sure, led to the extent that like the reason that I'm still that I'm not dreading it for Avengers is because that loot seems so fucking inconsequential that it's like literally just push the equip best shit button and move on. I, I think it's got the same thing that every loot game has where early on on the low difficulties, it doesn't matter. But once you get to the late game stuff, it is going to matter. Sure. And I guess what it is, is I don't mind the late game stuff mattering that, that that's to me is like Mm -hmm. when it, when it comes down to like, actually I need to think about my loadout and make, to make choices. Yeah. That's good. Choices are good. Choices are what makes games good. Mm. So, or can be. Um, so, so that doesn't bother me. It's the like 40 hours that you tend to do of like churning through shit gear just yeah. to make the number go up. That's the yeah. part that I don't like. And at the uh, very least Avengers has the like equip best shit. The other thing that bothers me in destiny and I understand that there are ways to get around this. And I understand that a lot of people will hear this and go like, well, it's not that bad. It doesn't matter that much. But when I find a hand cannon that's power 67, and then it takes me like, and then like 20 minutes later, I find a scout rifle or something that's power 70. Uh, I don't want to switch from the hand cannon if I'm enjoying using the hand cannon, but then I feel like, well, I'm not using the best equipment that I have. And then I'm not making the number go up more. And at least they, des- they did a lot to alleviate that, but you can continue and I can, yeah, I know you can feed guns to guns, but well, it- but it's not even, it's not even that it's, uh, they got, they made it. So it, it's, t- you don't have to have gear equipped basically to get better gear. Cause before it used yeah. to be, you have to have your highest That's level right. stuff equipped to get more to impact right, right. the loot you're picking up. But now it's just, it takes whatever the highest number of stuff in your inventory. Yeah. So if you're enjoying that weapon and like in your example, I'm going to, you know, be I'm super pedantic. Like, well, 69 and 70, it's not very different. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you could, but and uh, I think they did do stuff to tackle that. Alex, you said you had something. No, I was just saying already. nice because yeah. 69. <laughs> I think destiny has, I'm using, I keep using destiny as an example because yeah. it is the one, the biggest one of those. But I also think they've probably solved a lot of my issues more than almost every other game that does this. Um, I think Warframe might be, is probably bigger, but destiny just has the more mainstream appeal. Well, I mean more destiny uh, has, a loot warframe doesn't have a loot grind sure, so sure. um i mean it has a grind for sure so it's yeah. again it's functionally very similar because yeah you're just grinding for resources instead of loot to level up yeah. your your stuff you already have but the other thing that i have come around on with warframe 2 is the notion of like i like how different each piece of equipment is um and i like how much it changes the way you potentially can play the game. You don't really have to change the way you play the game. Um, mm-hmm. You know, guns are guns, but just like in destiny, but at the same time, there's a, there's a degree of expressiveness and fluidity to the moving and shooting and warframe that I'm really enjoying. Um, 
And it feels like the skill cap in some ways is almost higher than it is in something like a destiny where um, destiny, you want to get really good at the shooting warframe. It's kind of more about getting good at the movement. Um, so it's an interesting contrast, but it's certainly not a, I, 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 I am sure I was already pissed at destiny about the content vault stuff. And then mm-hmm. hearing some of the shit about beyond light sounds really cool. So <laughs> I may already be going back on my, oh, I'm not going to touch destiny again stuff. And we'll probably touch destiny again it, in the next year. Were, Maybe not. At you are not the only launch, person but. who has criticized them for their approach. And I believe that they have said that they're looking at, they're not trying to rely on the FOMO stuff as much. So, uh, which is good. Like which going good. forward. Yeah, that is, that is good because they've done some really neat stuff in the season so far, but you can't go see a lot of that I now. I also have so. shifted my mindset to an extent and come to understand that. I mean, and I'm, when I say this, I mean, like in the last week, <laughs> I have gone through this process. It kind of clicked for me like two nights ago where the, Destiny is almost like Magic the Gathering at this point where you cannot get hung up on one cool card from three mm-hmm. sets ago in magic, the gathering, because it's just not going to necessarily matter in three more months. Um, yeah. and, and, and that's kind of where destiny is at. If to me, it used to be like the exotics in that game are like legendary items, not legendary in terms of quality, but like legendary conceptually legendary items that like you talk about the rat King with your friends. And that means something that's mm-hmm. like, that's a special thing. And I think that, isn't sustainable for a service game that's going to end up being, you know, in their hopes, it seems like decades, not this specific game, but destiny as a franchise run for decades. Um, because there's only so many rat Kings you can design. I mean, it's all guns, right? So like, and bows and swords, but, Mm -hmm. um, there's a, there's sort of a limit, I guess. So the way that it seems like they're approaching it, which is more like, Hey, like magic cards, these guns are going to rotate in and out of being good and useful. Sure. Um, yeah. Is it makes me a little less. It tr- it sort of triggers my FOMO anxiety a little bit less thinking of it in that way than it does mm-hmm. thinking of it more as a like I have to collect everything because um, because that's how I always used to think of Destiny was it's a collecting game, but it's just not really anymore, and that's okay if that's what it. Uh- I mean, they've made that basically impossible with the way with the amount of vault space they give you too. like you can't you just can't hold everything at this no, point but, or very nearly like you. You physically can't. Like, they've got the collection stuff, but it's, that's, they that's just more because right, you can pull anything you've collected before. Not anymore. No, really? They took that out. Bec- the, well, no, you can pull stuff from like OG Destiny, but stuff that rolls with random drops, like random stats and stuff. Oh, you can't that pull stuff. I don't really care about as much. Yeah, but. But so, but any of that newer stuff, you can't pull. So, like, but, you but have that's to either like the, store it or you have to get rid of it. Yeah, that's like the 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 weapons with like stats, though, right? Like, that's not. Well, but it's also armor, exotics. Uh, no, exotics you can pull, but yeah. like anything else, because you can only I, use I don't, one exotic. But. I don't care about the 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 being able to. I care less about that stuff. To me, it's more like the the bespoke like. This is yeah. a this is That's, a this yeah. is an exotic weapon that I did a quest for and sure. spent like hours grinding to get and it's really cool 
to me, collecting all of those used to be destiny. That used to be the mm-hmm. thing that, that, that made it interesting was saying, well, today I have, I'm going to pull out this handgun that collects energy from the sun and fires it in a concentrated beam every time I shoot it. And that's fucking rad as a concept. Yeah. And I have that now. And it's just a thing that exists in my inventory. And I'm kind of working Octai. to get over that as <laughs> working to get over that as like being what that game is. And I think instead now what that game is really is more of the revolving, like you're, you're, you're churning through, um, ran- more randomized stuff over time, which is less interesting to me, but also I don't hate it as much coming at it with that mindset mm-hmm. as I was coming to hate it in the last couple months <laughs> with all of the, the the rotation stuff that they're doing oh. with the content. It'll be interesting to see what they do, what Beyond Light actually does to the game. Yeah. We, like, yeah. In terms of actually playing it. Cause I don't, I don't think we have it on our news and I don't necessarily think it's newsworthy, but it, that stuff that was, that came out from that community person that was like, the vault is a lot more than the Disney vault uh, was interesting. I don't know if I believe them because I don't know. It, it, that's, that's a wait and see type thing. Yeah, cause... exactly. But, but if, if what the vault is, is their way of rotating stuff out to rework it so that it fits in a more mm-hmm. um, complete package that is more seamless then that I can get behind. And I, I wish that they would just say that because that would make it feel way less like you're taking shit away from me that I'm never going to see again. Um, and I know that they have said that they're going to rotate stuff back in. What does that mean? <laughs> um, if you could, if they were more upfront about that, I think people would feel better about it. Sure. Yeah. It's hard to say, but we'll see in some, we'll see in November what yeah. that game looks like. Yeah. But I'm kind of uh, waiting and seeing on that. I should probably actually play through that shadow keep stuff. Cause I never got around to finishing that, but uh, you can do that right before it comes out. Yeah. But, uh, because yeah. Anyway, uh, you, you played another, uh, another game. Yeah. Uh, unbeknownst. Uh, very different. Yeah. Um, totally unbeknownst to me. Um, dire wolf digital, which makes things like, um, the, Oh, why am I blanking on the name of their card game? Um, is it Eternal? G or bad G, G card Eternal. Game. Sorry, they make Eternal. There's a lot of card games that I've played, so they make Eternal, which is one of the better digital card games that kind of toils away in relative obscurity compared to things like Hearthstone and Legends of Runeterra. But Eternal is very good. Um, they also made that Elder Scrolls card game on contract for Bethesda. Scrolls, um, right? No, Scrolls is a different thing. Oh. Uh, Scrolls is by a person who I don't think exists anymore. Um, <laughs> wait, oh, wait, what? Where's Scrolls that? Was, was that the how notch? that went? No, Scrolls okay. was the Notch game. That what was the was Notch the, card game from years ago. Um, what? What's the? What's what's the Bethesda one? Um, uh, Elder Scrolls. Is it? Uh, something. It's not. It doesn't work. It's it's gone. They killed it. Legends. Let maybe Elder Scrolls Legends. Yes, Elder Scrolls Legends. There you go. That's what Google says. <laughs> uh, Elder Scrolls Legends was okay. a good. I have Elder Scrolls Re- Legends in my um, Steam list of games called Rip, uh, which is the list <laughs> of games that I have in my library that are no longer functioning. Um, Elder Scrolls Legends 
was a interesting card game. It just was in a sea of better card games, better marketed card games, we'll say. Um, but Direwolf makes good stuff. Um, they also work with Renegade to make like physical board games as well. Um, a studio called Renegade. So they're weird because they do both physical games and digital games, and they oftentimes bring other board game developers, physical games to a digital space. Um, so they're just a weird house, uh, but but they're cool. Um, anyway, they did, unbeknownst to me, a digital version of the board game Root uh, that came out into early access on the 20th. Um, early access, but they're basically just tightening up the AI and prepping it for cross-platform play because there will be a mobile version as well. So it's not like early access, like missing content. It's totally content complete. Um, and for those who haven't seen it, Root is a asymmetrical strategy board game that has really gorgeous art. It's a, you play as forest creatures, basically. Um, and uh, it is a really brilliant strategy game that I had not really engaged with because it's expensive to have the physical copy. And I don't really, I hadn't really had people to play it with until relatively recently. And then quarantine happened. So, uh, I have not been playing physical board games with people, but, um, it's a beautiful game, really complex. And, uh, I played through the tutorials and a game last night against the AI and the digital version is really, really well done. Um, and so like to kind of give you an idea of the complexity, I won't monologue for a super long time, but you basically have like a board that has, I think 11 spaces on it. Some of them are connected by paths, but not all, you can't move freely between all of them. And then you have four factions in the base game. So there's a faction called Marquis de cat, which is literally a cat empire of cats nice uh where they start out with a fortress on a corner space of their choosing and then they get a warrior in every space on the board except for the opposite corner space and so when you play as them you're basically doing like empire building you're building buildings you're using resources you're you're like building a resource engine spending those resources to build more buildings and to recruit more troops and you're doing this all with like a set. You can do three things per turn. In the one space that you don't have anybody, there's another faction called the Eerie Dynasties, which are birds. And they start there. And their whole game is different. They have to, instead of getting three actions per turn, they select a leader. And then their leader basically determines what base two actions you can do each turn. And then... You play cards from your hand. You have to do this to program in other actions you'll be able to do, but those stay there. So you might have like move and build for your actions from your leader. And then you put a battle card in the slot. And if you can't complete all those actions in your turn, then you lose points and your leader gets, it gets, I don't know, kills. I don't know. It's like an uprising happens. And you have to pick a new leader that has different stuff. So they're very much about like programming out and planning way ahead to try to make sure that you can do everything you need to do and move around the board and, and sort of take land from the cat player. And then you also have a woodland alliance, which is they don't have anything on the board at the start. They do like guerrilla warfare where they're building up 
sympathy tokens in spots, which then allow them to do revolts and place figures there. Uh, are, and then are, there's also are, this. Are they gorillas? They're foxes. Oh. Uh, and then there is also a vagabond player who only has one character and it plays more like an RPG where you move around the board and interact with the other players and try to complete your quest cards. So basically it's like four people playing completely different games at the same time on the same board. And everyone's trying to score points and whoever scores the 30 points first wins the game. And it is like so wild the way that all of this stuff interacts. I mean, it really almost feels video gamey in the sense that the other players are like acting as content for you to, to do (laughs) as you play your board. Um, it is just a fascinating, fascinating game that I, I'm really into asymmetrical games. And this one is like the most asymmetrical I have seen. Like I've played a lot of the Dune board game, which is um, certainly asymmetric. And even to the extent that like there's different victory conditions for players and stuff, but it still feels like everyone's playing the same game. This is like the mechanics of each faction are so wildly different that it almost the only common elements are how the battle system works and that you have cards basically that can, everyone draws from a shared deck of cards that, that have like each, each faction uses the cards in different ways, but there's a shared deck of cards in the middle of the table. Um, so it's, it's a really wild thing and I highly recommend it for, to people who like, you don't have to like board games. I think this digital version of it, they do such a good job of with the UI and with the visual treatment that it doesn't, if you didn't know it was a board game, you might not, you might not think anything different if you boot it up and just, you might just assume it's a strategy game made for PC um, or mobile. Uh, and it's only 15 bucks too. So it's like, it's a really nice package. Uh, and you know, it has like the online multiplayer, it has single player, it has like 20 different challenges you can play, which are, games with different parameters to make them harder. Um, And it's just a really fascinating thing. If you want to kind of see what is one of the baselines right now for strategic board games, Uh, because root as a physical game is extremely popular Uh, and I highly recommend it. Nice. Is it like it's on tabletop simulator? Does that like you have to play it with other people? On tabletop simulator, this isn't this isn't tabletop simulator. This this one this one is a is a standalone thing. On TTS, yes, and this is a thing that happens pretty frequently now. Is they is 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 someone will develop a tabletop simulator version that becomes official, and then you can pay like ten or fifteen bucks to unlock it as official as an officially supported mod for tabletop simulator. But this is actually like a totally digital version. Um, Gotcha. That is not on TTS, so it has AI right. and stuff to play against. Um, right, it's an early access, duh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, okay. I mean, it's it's easy to if you search it, it you'll find the yeah. tabletops in yeah. mod too. So it's it's easy to mix them up. Um, the I will read one of my favorite the moment when I was like, oh my god, this game, uh, and I kind of had to <laughs> share was I was playing the tutorial for the eerie and the bird people, and I got a tutorial message that said. <laughs> Which, when you take it out of context, is wild. And I even had to read these messages two or three times to understand them in context. But when you assign cards to your decree, only their suit applies. If you want to use the card's effects, you must save it for the crafting phase. And then, during birdsong, 
You may craft cards from your hand using roosts. Each roost contributes the suit of its clearing towards paying, paying costs, much like the marquee workshops. <laughs> Which is a lot of words. That, that is a lot of words. Just don't. During Birdsong? Uh, that was the thing in Bioshock Infinite, right? <laughs> Uh, and and once you start playing, the tutorial is actually really really good. So all that stuff does make sense. Um, but uh, but but it is a very complex and um and and interesting game for sure. Uh, and I hope that they add the expansions to it over time because there's been a few expansions that have added extra factions that all are themselves totally different and co- and unique compared to what is in the the base box. So mm-hmm. uh, it is it is cool. Uh, it was a good digital board game to try to convince your friends to play um, while everyone's quarantined. Awesome. That's great. Uh, all right. Well, since we're a small cast today, that means we're done with games. Yeah. So after only an hour not even 90 minutes. Oh, yeah. I guess because we, yeah, we, we only chat before. before like and, yeah. yeah. So that means it's time for news. And there's a lot of news this week. Uh, I don't know how much of it matters, but there's a lot of it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. How about we, we follow up from, well, let's just start with the, uh, the, the big thing, which is the Epic versus Apple stuff. We can wrap that up. Cause I don't think we'll hear about it for yeah, a while yeah. after this. Thanks. And we talked about it last week. Goodness. Yeah. So I'm this so week exhausted. <laughs> was the first um, hearing, I guess, in the Epic versus Apple Fortnite on iOS and the payment processor and thirty percent. The, the yeah, save you know, Fortnite. The top one percent of the top thirty percent. Um, yeah. So this week was the first hearing. Apparently, the judge has previ- I can't remember. There's something about the judge um, and their experience. What they have worked on, but don't fucking rule. Judge Judge Dread would just probably shoot both of them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this judge did not, but it. So we got kind of a split ruling in this first uh, this first hearing uh, before things go forward. The judge was did rule in favor of Epic in terms of Unreal Engine because. That was going to have massive sweeping implications across yeah. games. Fuck you, Apple. Uh, Epic wins. I just I need uh, to say I don't want anyone at Apple or Epic to be harmed by a rogue uh, <laughs> agent of justice. Just just so we're clear. <laughs> that's, that's I'm just fair. speaking for the internet fanboys. Yeah. So uh, Unreal uh, that license is not being revoked. Uh, uh, Epic can continue to develop Unreal, fix bugs improve stuff so it can still be used and updated across macOS. No, not Fortnite. No, that's uh, still that is still not allowed on the the judge said Epic won No, no, they said (sighs) that Apple could not uh, revoke their developer license for Unreal, but also said um, Epic pooped their own pants and blamed the dog. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good analogy. Yeah, no, they, uh, they they basically said that like it was like 
is self-inflicted. Apple did not premeditated. Like uh, Apple did not do anything untoward to Epic in this situation, and <laughs> Epic <laughs> made the problem themselves. Whether you feel that Apple's take and the their practices are fair. The way that the yes, situation arose exactly. was one hundred percent on Epic. From a, yeah. yeah, I mean they had the full marketing campaign ready. Yeah. To go. Oh yeah. Like, no, this was all one hundred percent premeditated. Um, and season seven, I don't know whatever the next season of Fortnite has started, and so now you like the versions of Fortnite are out of sync, so you will not be able to play well, cross-play platform Fortnite. Funny enough, it see I. I don't, I didn't follow this super closely because I kind of yeah. don't care, but I did see that Fortnite was on iOS for a while, and then they kept pushing updates to it that continued yeah. to try and get around the Apple that stuff, is... and, and then Apple was just like, yo, fuck off, and then they just yeah. deleted it again. <laughs> it's so, it's like pathetic to me. I mean, yeah, obviously, so fuck Apple. I mean, I'm not on either of these companies' side here, but yeah. like, don't just they're acting like children it's extraordinarily (laughs) petty like it's just so stupid i feel like while apple again this is not me white knighting for apple because fuck apple and i think that i hope that epic wins the lawsuit because i think the stuff that they want to see change with the app store is good but also i can't blame apple for being like what do you do i mean yeah apple it seems like they're just like they're like are you serious <laughs> yeah. uh, and yeah. i i just i think it's it's a just a stupid mess of a mm-hmm. thing um like the yeah. it's the it's the embodiment of that uh that that voice clip i don't know if ever if anyone this is a deep cut but there was a very good giant bomb episode where they played voice clips oh. of patrick klepik saying <laughs> stuff oh god yeah two companies uh, yeah, corporations no. pissing, pissing giants in the wind. pissing in the no. wind. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no, no. You think no. they're going to go back on this? No. Actually, my partner <laughs> at any time, <laughs> anytime I need to say no, I I often will say no, <laughs> and she knows exactly what <laughs> no. I'm referring to. Good, it's a good, it's a good clip. Uh, that, that is anyway, yeah. yeah, it is. It is just like two huge companies, just like like you said, shitting. The, well, Epic's the one shitting themselves. Apple's the one who didn't give them a key to the bathroom saying, what are you doing? Like, I, <laughs> no, no, Apple did give them the no, key to the yeah, bathroom you're right. and Epic went, no, you gotta give me, <laughs> yes. you gotta, they're, they're standing, you gotta open JC the door for Penny. me. <laughs> they're standing in a JC Penny poo poo pants and the this, person is going, here's the bathroom. And they're like, no, you got to give me like new underwear and a pair of Levi's right now. No, they're like, and to ev- fuck, and everyone like, in the store. They're also like for free toilet paper. We want a bidet. So <laughs> it's, it's just, Hey, that's, that's a reasonable request. <sighs> I'm, I'm going to say right here. I think um, the thing that bothers me the most about this is I think that the right, the most pro consumer move for Epic right now is to maintain their case to push it legally, but to, in the meantime, while that, while we're waiting for that litigation to just put the game back on the app store and take the payment thing out. Don't, you don't have to take it out on other platforms. So if people can figure out for themselves that they can buy it on PC for less and then use it on iOS, fine. Because what you're doing is like, there are people who can't play it other ways. 
it's like a game they really like and all they have is an iOS device because they I mean there's just lots of places where that's the case. And so it sucks yep. for them that they can't participate in the new season of content and stuff. Um and Apple does not care about that. Like those people And like, they're not going you know, to. Yeah, exactly. So And and I mean yes, that's shitty of them, but that's how it is for everyone who operates within their ecosystem. Epic is not special. So I don't see why, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't well, know. Well, there was, we don't have it written down here, but did you also see the Facebook stuff? Um, uh, they, I saw something. If you can remind me though. Yeah. Facebook also kind of threw their hands in and like, we're trying to do updates on like, oh, they there was also some... tried to do an update to also try and get around the, the 30% there... app store tax, uh, basically. There was, well, there was something going around about iOS 14, like privacy oh, that's, stuff that's, that's, is that's going separate. to, yeah. okay, like reduce is... like ad revenue and on that's, Facebook that is for just people. Fuck Apple completely for that stuff from uh, what I was reading about that. Um, like that and the WordPress stuff was just like. <laughs> the WordPress stuff they went back on. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I hadn't seen that. Yeah. But like, um, uh, Facebook is doing some kind of like a paid event feature for like local businesses and stuff that they can do. So like basically, um, like let's say some local, uh, test kitchen is having like a cooking class or something like that. And Mm. you can, you can buy it for like, Oh, I'm going to get, I'm going to reserve a slot in this for $10 through Facebook. Um, and Apple was saying, oh, we're going to take 30% of all of that and taking, basically taking it more away from the local businesses than from Facebook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that's, let me that's tell also you, been a thing. if you, as someone who well, runs a Facebook could step in and like do something about that. I feel like, like step in monetarily and be like, we'll cover we'll that it. like 30%. Yeah. yeah. That'd be good. Sorry, Pat, you were going to say that. I will say as someone who runs a Facebook account for a medium sized business, uh, Facebook will is hammering everyone to take advantage of this new feature. Oh, (laughs) you can say, I don't care about this as many times as you want to your Facebook rep and you will still receive an email the following week about it. (laughs) Wow. I didn't know it was that, that that pushy. That's kind of, yeah, they're pretty pushy about all their quote services for small businesses. But speaking yeah. of other companies, giants pissing in the wind, Microsoft also <laughs> came out. I don't know if this happened before, but Microsoft came out in support of Epic in terms of the Unreal stuff. They said yeah. that it would be extraordinarily harmful to them and other creators. And they will probably be filing a brief because they are not happy with Apple either right now because of the Game Pass stuff. And doing some sort of, yeah. yeah. So everyone's like trying to gang up on Apple right now, which is not a bad thing. I mean, Apple sucks, but like the way Epic is doing it though. Yeah. Epic also sucks. I can't really blame Microsoft for, for filing the brief though. Like Apple's got a lot of lawyers. They've got a lot of money. It's not like you're going to nickel and dime them into yeah, I, I mean, I just, I don't know. Maybe if they get like, okay, we just need to, we just don't want to deal with litigation anymore. We'll like do some mild changes to policy that it doesn't give people. What oh, they, I don't think they'll like, do that everything at all. What they want. I don't think they'll do that at all. I think maybe, they'll fight this not, in court and I think they'll win in court because there's no Probably, precedent yeah. for what Epic is trying to say. Like, oh yeah, yeah. 
I am in favor of breaking up tech giants. I would like to see oh, Facebook and Amazon and Google and Apple and Microsoft and all of them get get broken up because I think they all yeah. have there's antitrust concerns with every single one of them. I mean, we're yeah. we're hurtling. We're basically in an oligarchy already. Um, yeah. So like I am definitely I mean, I am very much a socialist about this stuff. But at the same time, if you look at the legality of it, you sign terms of service when you agree to release oh, yeah. stuff on Apple's platform. There's nothing legally that they're doing wrong to Epic right now in, in from, from a, a, you know, informed layman's perspective at least. Um, and it's well, very, what they've got to try and make a case for is and it's, that they indeed are. <laughs> and it's very clear. I mean, constitutionally they're not doing anything that's illegal and it's very clear <laughs> that what Epic strategy is, is to build public, a public yeah. like hatred for Apple to pressure them Which into settling never ha- and never giving, and I don't buy it. I don't buy what Tim Sweeney says. I think if Apple gave Epic a sweetheart deal, they would take it. I don't think that they would push it for all developers or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think if anything, they would continue to maybe try to make push in that direction after they get their deal and act like, yeah. well, you know, now that we have the deal, maybe we can make it happen for everyone. Yeah. It's baby mm-hmm. steps kind of thing. So, but I mean, th- those emails did come out, which those, were, that yeah. whole thing was just like, what are you doing, Tim? Yeah, just shut stupid. up. Like, um, what do you think yeah. the chances are? Because it looks like the next court date isn't going to be until next year. Um, yeah. Yeah. Percentage chance. What do you think the chance is that this gets settled out of court? Very low. I mean, unless Epic gives up, um, yeah. yeah, I Epic is going to I I if they hmm, I want to say if they didn't buckle by the time like, you know, this rolled around, they weren't going to get it that fast though, so I'm not sure. I I think they'll stick in it because they can say Fortnite's on so many other platforms. Um and yes, there are plenty of people who don't have access to other platforms. All they have is a phone or whatever. Yeah, but there's plenty of people that do play, too. But, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like it, they're not gonna miss the whatever the two million dollars or whatever they make on uh that's on iOS, but that's the thing. They, this isn't they can, a, they can hold out. They could never go back on iOS and be okay. Yeah, they can never go back on iOS and be okay. And Apple can never have Fortnite again and be okay. So like, that's the yeah. thing is like, they don't, neither of these companies has incentive to settle this quickly. Um, yeah. Especially. And if anything, Epic is the one who has less incentive because for them, this is not just an event to like, they're not just marketing this lawsuit. They're also marketing Fortnite because it's a game that, they, I think, understand that they need to keep it in the public conversation to keep it, you know, the biggest yeah. thing in games. This is very much to me a calculated way to both achieve a business goal of theirs in getting more money on a platform that is still probably a large platform, even if it's one that they can live without. And they are marketing Fortnite now because a bunch yeah. of publications ran big stories about Fortnite. So. Yeah. And it is not a coincidence that all of this came out right as they have a new season featuring Marvel characters. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So for them, I mean, for Epic, they, I bet they, they're they happy to ride this lawsuit out because they can keep getting people to talk about it. And I'm sure that they have a long campaign of information and internal shit to release over the next eight months that is that will keep people constantly talking about this. And it's so fucking exhausting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
and so disingenuous in my opinion. Uh, but you know, that's, that's business. And hopefully we don't, hopefully we don't have to talk about it for another year. I mean, I will definitely get to a point where if they do do, if Tim Sweeney has new emails to post to Twitter every week for the next six months, I'm not going to talk about it every week. (laughs) I'm I'm not going to be part of that, that marketing churn for them. Like fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's where the Epic stuff is. We'll, it'll be interesting to see what developments happen when they finally do, or if there's any like super juicy discovery stuff, but I don't think there will be because this was so nakedly, like, nakedly like marketing and a publicity stunt. And, yeah. and even ap- if, you know, even if their goal with the suit is, I don't want to say noble, but if they have like a, you know, reasonable uh and could benefit if it goes through but and like, it doesn't seem know. like apple really has anything to hide in this yeah. either so yeah i don't see anything like really juicy coming out um i'm sure that epic will try to make stuff seem juicy yeah. probably make yeah. another fucking hat which is oh god we uh, talked about that already we did yeah, yeah. We did. that is embarrassing though like that is yeah. pathetic I, and embarrassing want to talk about discovery though where's the rock star stuff i want to know all about the benz the benzies also i should say whoever designed that hat whoever whatever artist i'm glad that you got paid for it so i don't mean to suggest <laughs> that that artist is pathetic and embarrassing i'm saying epic as a company what if so like i know it was supposed to be like the mac logo colors and stuff but what mm-hmm. if they were like we need like a gay pride Fortnite hat <laughs> And then it would look kind of the same, like, wouldn't it? Yeah. And then they were just like, just kidding. It's for a, it's for a lawsuit. How depressing is that? <laughs> but I, I guess it said free Fortnite, So you'd be like, what does this have to do with pride? Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, that, but that's just, mm. anyway, okay. well, let's talk about let's more get into fun some, things. Yeah. There's actually, there's some fun news this week. Things weren't uh, so bad in the world of gaming. Uh, we had the DC fandom, which was apparently much better than people expected, uh, which I think is fair from DC lately. Uh, yeah, we got in terms of game stuff, we've got the long teased uh, Suicide Squad game. Kill the Justice League uh, was finally given like some promo material besides a tweet and a picture of uh, yeah. the negative bit bizarre, not bizarro Superman or I don't know brain-controlled superman uh so yeah that looks like a, a game with the suicide squad you got captain boomerang in there whatever boomerang man captain boomerang that's what his name is right yeah yeah it it's got a lot of people in there uh it no clear-cut like vision of what that game is they the i Do they think say anything i think well they said it's a it's like a cooperative third-person action shooter um, that could mean anything. No, but I think, yeah, I could. But I think it's, I feel like I have a pretty clear picture of what that game is now. And I could be totally wrong. But I mean, I think it's going to be like a Left for Dead kind of thing, structurally, where you'll play through missions as those four characters. You can switch between them or you can um, play co-op with your friends. And there'll probably be some light progression stuff in there. But that mostly it's going to be just like fun, go through the levels. That's my assumption. I don't think it's going to be an open world thing like some people were saying. Um, uh, yeah, it could, it 
like yeah a lot of people before this event were assuming it was like an avengers type thing like with this avengers game where it's going to be a game of service that was yeah. some of the speculation but i don't see they, that at basically all they just showed this. a cg trailer yeah uh, so it's hard said, to infer i could be way off did they put uh did they say like 2022 or anything 2022 or? yeah Okay, that's, so they put a date on it. It's a long way off, considering how long that game has been in development. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that'll be like seven years uh, since. I kind of main, I maintain my theory that I think they were working on a Justice League game, and then they, they couldn't make it fun because it's very hard. The idea of making a fun Justice League game is rough, and so they then can't they even pivoted. make a fun Avengers game. <laughs> Uh, uh, and then they pivoted to uh, to making um, this instead uh, because maybe Justice League wasn't working. I could totally be wrong. I don't know it's, anything about what's going on at that studio. But I, I um, was into the trailer they showed. Yeah, uh, me too. Surprisingly, they used bombs over Baghdad. Yes, that song's a bomb. Great, and it's time for that song to come back and be used in things again. <laughs> yeah, um, Suis, uh King Shark is voiced by WWE's Samoa Joe. Yeah, which is which is awesome. He seems like everything I've heard about him as a person is that he's a really nice dude. So, mm-hmm. uh, it yeah, I liked the humor they went with. It wasn't too much, uh, not too little. Uh, so we'll we'll see. Yeah, it looks like there's some like Brainiac stuff going on. Yeah, uh, Brainiac is that who uh, yeah, mind controlling the yep. Justice League? Yep. So and they're bad dudes. It is impressive. They even uh, Harley was even like. I thought she was funny and like entertaining, mm-hmm. which is not something that I find true of Harley Quinn sure. as a character for when the most part. She's separated from Joker. She yes, seems much to become much less yeah, yeah, yeah. obnoxious. Yep. Um, uh, yeah. So that game looks cool. I'm, I'm more excited for it than I thought. I came into it with zero interest at all. Cause I did not like the first mm-hmm. suicide squad movie. Um, but mm-hmm. That, that looked good. You know, Rocksteady has never done like license or like they've, they've always they've done only done they've never they've never done stuff directly tied to like the cinematic stuff. You right. Know, right. Which I didn't assume. Based off of. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I, I mean, they've been based off of the animated series. Yeah. And this is continuing from Arkham Knight. So that, you know, it'll be interesting to see um, where that goes. Uh, also from the fandom, we got finally, after months, months of teasing from WW, uh, w, WWB, uh, w, <laughs> WB Montreal is uh, Gotham Knights, a Batmanless Batman game about the Bat family. You got your uh, Batgirl, your Nightwing, your Robin, your Deadpool. God, it's so um, yep. that joke is. Yeah. Waypoint it's, already did it. They did it before. I, I we did, did it, it as I'm, soon as I saw it. I did it. Yeah, as but soon not as I into saw a microphone. It, not a, not into a microphone. They beat us. That's fair. But no, the, that was a question. That was I know who that is. I you know I know who Red Hood is. Yeah, looks like a Deadpool though. <laughs> um, I the only reason I kept doing it was because Sam was just like so Incensed. earnestly responding. Yeah, <laughs> just like. If you weren't like this, I wouldn't do this. <laughs> anyway, the, it's a co-op uh, Arkham game, basically. Two-player co-op. What it looks like. Two-player co-op, specifically, yeah. so not four-player. Um, they gave a brief gameplay demo. They didn't go into, like, super de- detail. but They gave us more than most 
people have been giving yes, us though no, for major that, AAA that is, games, which was yes. I commend them for because uh, I got a better idea of what that game is but, from it. Yeah, there are just, you know there are some questions like how much of a surface game is it because they do say like they do imply you'll be going back and replaying yeah. content. Uh, there's damage numbers coming off enemies when you hit them and stuff like that. We didn't see loot, but there might be loot. There might not. Who knows? Stuff like that. Um, it looked the, way better than Avengers. <laughs> I mean, that it's building off a very solid foundation because it's yeah. very much building off the Arkham combat like it's that same kind of game but you're not playing as batman you're playing as various people in the bat family so you've got and they all have different traversal stuff so they you know they play differently their combat is different like uh uh, uh, uh red hood uh, uh uses guns so it'll be interesting to see how that uh, changes yeah. things up compared to batgirl or nightwing or robin who are using like a bow staff or tonfa or like electric fists or whatever uh, they might yeah. be using. Uh, it, it looks good. It's out next Visually, year. it looked cool. The art was really yeah. good. The the like tone was really good. Batman is dead in it, uh, which so is, they say. Yeah, I'm not convinced. They, I I think it would be really weird for them to do an interview and say, "No, he's dead. He's dead. Dead. Yes, he's dead," and then have that just be a bald faced lie. I mean, they, the WB has done bald, like lies about their movies. I don't know about game stuff, but like what dark Knight rises, they were just like, no, this is not who that character is. Like with like Talia al Ghul, they're just like, yeah, no, that's not who she is. And then it was very much who she was. Um, and it's possible, but um, like, I, I think if you just are willing to take that hard line approach to is Batman dead really? And just say, yes, he's dead. That's much that's a, leads to a much better surprise or like shock when you get to the game and he is alive and you don't have the answer being like, maybe you'll have to play the game to find out. I'd rather them just be like, I'd rather them not play that line and just say, yeah. take a hard line stance one way or the other. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's Gotham Knights. That'll be out next year sometime. They did not give a firm time frame. Uh, I actually assume that that game would probably be pretty early next year i'm sure they don't want to give a time frame because they don't want to push it uh but yeah um the the speculation i've heard um was that that was a 2020 game and then got pushed because of covid stuff uh so it sounds like it's probably not that far off mm-hmm. yeah uh, it'll be it'll be nice to see maybe they'll look at avengers and go oh crap scrap it <laughs> redo the whole thing maybe but, or they'll look at avengers and say all right we're good we got it <laughs> yeah, yeah uh the robin the robin stuff like the traversal things are interesting like ultimately you're going to be doing the same thing but the way they kind of communicate yeah. that the uh the movement and stuff is neat because robin apparently hacked into the justice league satellite and can teleport with it yeah so he's just like jumping through the air and teleporting, which is neat because I, when I saw the trailer, I was like, well, that's ridiculous. What is going on here? But then I heard the explanation. I'm like, OK, sure. That, that's fine. That's a pretty 
stupid explanation, but at least it's cool. Mechanically yeah, it's, it's, it's comic books. And uh, like, yeah, again, it, it won't. Maybe it will make a difference. But like, you know, the traversal stuff like the Avengers, everyone can kind of traverse and has a thing they do. Yeah. But ultimately, it kind of accomplishes the same things. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I it's just the, aesthetic. The, the game looks good. It looks like it'll be fun to play. I'm excited to see more of it. I think it's interesting that they tease that Court of Owls stuff so heavily leading into it. And then and it's that's barely in the trailer. It, and it seems like a thing. And they even said as much uh, it, that it's just, they're just like one of a lot of stuff going mm-hmm. on in the game, um, which is, I mean, but I mean, you could make that like a central component of the story and still have yes. a lot of stuff going on. Well, and, and but. that's how they did it in the comics when they first introduced the court of mm-hmm. owls, which I read a hundred issues to find out last week and had a good time doing <laughs> it. Um, okay. Is, uh, is, is basically it's like, all of the stuff that happened in the first nine issues of most of the bat family comic books when new 52 launched, like the reason Mr. Freeze escaped and was doing this, the stuff that he was doing was because the court of owls set it in motion. Cause they're like this mm-hmm. shadowy of cabal of, of ultra wealthy people who have been like shaping Gotham for a century or whatever. So of course, yeah, they're, it's cool. They're, they're, they're interesting. All right. Well, we'll look forward to that next year. It was nice to come out of that, looking at both those games going, all right, yes. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, those, yeah. They, you know, they look good in terms of Gotham Knights and it is not, it does not appear to be a disaster with Suicide Squad. It both, they both looked like the kinds of games that I think I need right now <laughs> in that to, I mean, to have on the, in the future in that mm-hmm. they are not promising some absurd thing that made my jaw drop and probably won't realize that. And they also looked good enough to be excited for. So it's just like, they seem like kind of solid, like those will probably be fun to play, even if they are not revolutionary mind blowing things. Uh, And set up like the, I don't know. I didn't watch the wonder woman trailer, but that Batman trailer is pretty good. Wonder woman trailer was good. I still have my weird misgivings. We don't have to get into here, but, um, but uh, the yeah. the Batman trailer was excellent. I love that. I thought it was great. I'm very uh, excited for for. Uh, I'm really excited to go with Bruce Wayne into the city to see a marching band. It's very God, God, God damn it! <laughs> I was like, oh, Black Parade. I want to make a Black Parade joke. I'm like, wait, that was a Black Parade joke. <laughs> I'm not a big. Uh, mcr fan i don't even think i've listened to black parade the song in its entirety ever wow or any mcr song in its entirety ever wow yeah i don't know just it it wasn't me anyway uh i don't know we're on superheroes so let's talk about the recent avengers uh news on the where they detailed the cosmetics and the battle pass stuff coming forward i have not read this in detail but gotten an idea of what's going on pat can you break it down yes uh, i initially had a meltdown because the push square headline it's actually a pretty good article but the push square headline was like each character in avengers will have a battle pass which i was like oh no but, oh no oh no wasn't it like a pay for battle pass yeah, a paid battle they, pass yeah yeah and i was like oh no oh no oh no that means that Every three months, I'm going to have to spend $60 just to get the battle passes for the base characters. And mm. 
but that is not what's happening. Each character has what's called a challenge card and it is essentially a battle pass. Um, but each character has one. You get all of them for the base characters with the game. You don't have to purchase them separately. So your $60 game purchase, um, because only a pool would pay $80 for that game. Certainly not me. Um, um, <laughs> your, your $60 purchase uh, gets you the battle passes. They're, they call them challenge cards. I'll just keep calling them battle passes so it's not confusing for every character. Um, and then when new characters release, you will receive the character, missions, story content, all of that for free. But then you will pay $10 if you want to get their battle pass. Which, again, if you frame it around like every character has a $10 battle pass, it sounds really bad. Those characters are going to come out once every two to three months. So you're going to pay $10 once every two to three months on a new battle allegedly. pass. Allegedly. Yeah, we, allegedly. we don't actually know the cadence. Um, yeah, no, of course. Sorry. Yeah, that wasn't confirmed. I'm assuming that they will come out every two to three months, similarly to battle pass releases in Fortnite and Call of Duty and whatever. And you will pay $10 for their cosmetic pass if you like that character and want to level it. And, you know, at most you're going to spend on, on battle passes alone. At most you're going to spend is 10 bucks every few months like you do for any other game with battle passes. The thing about this one that actually to me makes it sound less shitty than a Call of Duty battle pass or a Fortnite battle pass is they're saying that these passes never rotate out. So... Once you unlock it, you have as long as you want to complete it. So you can buy the Hawkeye Battle Pass for 10 bucks and then not complete it um, for like three months because I don't know that the game's going to last that long. But uh, <laughs> um, otherwise, assuming it lasts longer than that, um, you can just you have all the time in the world to complete it. And then on top of that, you get the currency you spent on it back as you when you complete it, basically. Like every few levels, you get credits, 100 credits. Yeah. Um, which is pretty common in battle passes. The thing is, um, the, if if you play more than one game, it can be hard to level up battle passes in other games yeah. without spending money. So it doesn't really feel like you get the credits back to buy the next pass because you tend to use the credits to buy tiers. But since there's no time limit on this stuff in Marvel, I don't see why you would ever buy tiers. They've said that you can, but um, mm. it just seems like pretty pretty friendly i don't know it doesn't sound well, bad you to know me. well I, I guess it depends on if stuff is limited to the uh like if it's only obtainable in the in the challenge card and i guess it should be like they shouldn't have yeah. stuff that you can get but, but if you can get it card. forever and have forever to complete but it if, there's nothing if you want it now and don't yeah, have yeah. time to go through it like so there's there's a use case for that but yeah right i, I agree yeah, so I, I don't know. It seems fine to me. I don't think there's anything really wrong with the model they've laid out. And I just hope the game finds enough of an audience that they can support its development. Because I don't For think sure. that Square Enix will give it i think they're gonna be hard on this game like yeah, they are on absolutely. all their western developed yeah, games yeah for sure so i don't think that's why i'm pretty confident it's not gonna last that long because i think i even if it comes out and is better than people think it'll be the, the perception of that game seems so crushingly negative at this point like i don't know anyone who's excited about it aside from sam and i and one other mm-hmm. friend um okay. and even i'm willing to admit it's probably going to get fucking hammered in terms of reviews I, and, and reception like 
I I want to play it because I want to know because I have a sickness, but also I I do not think it's good based on the beta stuff that I played, and I'm not like I should just wait. And I've got a million other games that I will probably like, and I can play right now. But I'm yeah. still like, what if what if, I don't know? I'm almost I, off vacation. What if I, I, I paid think, that eighty bucks to play it next week before I go back to school? Based mm. on the beta, there is no way in hell you will hear me arguing for it for any kind of awards in three oh. months. <laughs> or four months or whatever, but um, I think it's fun to play. And I think there's not any other service game featuring superheroes where you fight people repetitively and level up characters. Like that's, that's the thing. Like there's nothing else better than it. That is like it around right now. And, and I'm someone who likes those characters a lot. And frankly, given how, this year is we didn't even talk about what a fucking shit week this has been well um, yeah we can close but out but, it, but anyway like given that i kind of need superheroes right now and so that's why i'm willing to put up with a mediocre game to get that um because there's there's not another one doing that right now um yeah so yeah yeah if if marvel ultimate alliance had been better i think that would make me feel a lot worse about this game um sure because it would feel bad going from a better game but i think avengers is still better to play than ultimate alliance 3 was even though ultimate alliance 3 is fine and fun as well um so it's whatever i'll I'll have fun spending time with those characters even if it isn't as good of a game as it could be okay well i hope for you it's an enjoyable experience yeah, I'm pretty confident. <laughs> I'm confident it will be because I liked the beta, even. But I understand uh-huh. why nobody else did. So, um, let's see. Next up, boy, Jeff Keeley tried to bring the thunder. Uh, we had Gamescom opening night live. They did. They're doing an online kind of convention game showcase thing, and Keeley once again. Try uh, kicked off the show with a big presentation of lots of games, not as explosive or filled with new stuff as last year because COVID and it's hard to show off new stuff right We're now because people it. just like it's <laughs> yeah. not it's not ready. It's not ready for public presentation or, you know, things are way behind. But we did get some interesting, a few interesting things. Like Not interesting for the reasons they wanted them to be, I don't think. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it depends on the thing. But like Dragon Age uh, is still being made by Bioware. And uh, they showed. a rough build that they showed. Yeah, I don't it know was, why they It was very that. early. Like, it was like. Here's is, some like levels fine, being but... designed. Yeah. Oh. EA is does that a lot. They'll be like, remember that one year, but like, we yeah. don't have any games. Here is just like footage of people in the studios making games. Here's here's Criterion's game that they haven't even yeah. done anything with. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, that that video they showed for Dragon Dragon Age had the voice actors like sitting in their like kitchen. <laughs> that was cool. I loved that. Yeah, no, that was yeah. that was that was, that was my neat. favorite part of that whole thing. Um, but it was a very and like insubstantial trailer. They probably kinda. showed the build stuff that they showed so that people like us don't have the conversation that we had about fable to say like, Oh, that game doesn't even exist yet. You know, like I'm sure that they want people to know that 
that that game doesn't exist yet. What Fable or Dragon <laughs> Age? Uh, Dragon Age, like that. Yeah. What they showed was like here's some like no, level concepty yeah, stuff, and like here's like you know that's it still looks like prototype stage. That spider with hands though was fucking. <laughs> I'm so I so hope that's actually in whatever game they're making. Yeah, sure. I mean, to be fair, give spiders like, hands. Yeah, handables as you mentioned, mm-hmm. but. Um, I also can't fault them because like as someone who does software development stuff, like yes, the easiest thing to show someone and they can understand it is visual. Like you show someone a website, oh, yeah. you change something from blue to purple. That's the first thing they see. But if you show someone an API, a backend and database stuff, like they're going to be like, what? What's I can't see that. Like that's okay. The I 200 mean, yeah. request is now a 201. Like, like, Maybe the stuff that Dragon Age has done is a lot of backend stuff. Maybe they've made their own nemesis system or something like that. And they, you can't show that with the visuals yet or something yeah. like, to give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe it's oh, still, oh, yeah. still no. nothing. Like it's yeah, what, what, they, what, well, they, sh- what not, they chose to show was not particularly they, well they, Yeah, <laughs> it, that game is very far off is yeah. basically my point. Yes, is it's, agreed. It is... Like, and I would bet a lot of that, that stuff is malleable still. Like they probably yeah. wouldn't. I don't think that they. I know we're saying if not that they should. They they do have this, but taking something like a nemesis system kind of concept, even if they did have that, who's to say that will they will still have that when they release the game? Yeah, you know. So yeah. like, well, I think it's dangerous to say a lot of that stuff. Who's who's to say Bioware will still be a studio? That's the sad part. That's the thing I was going to say is it sounds like part of the yeah. problem too is it just sucks to work there from everything we've heard. Like it didn't used to, it, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, the stories that came out after Anthem came out just sounded like that place. Mm. How I don't understand how anyone gets anything done there, given the kind of like mental, I don't know, taxation that happens there all the time. It sounds like, and I so. think that that this is kind of off topic from where we were. But that seems like it's just kind of a byproduct of how popular the Bioware games got out of nowhere. Like, yeah, like Mass Effect 2 was big. Mass Effect 3 was big. And Dragon Age uh, 1 and Inquisition were big, too. Not so much, but. And I think EA put a lot of pressure on them after Mass Effect to, I mean, they were churning out games pretty fast by comparison in that Mass Effect 2 to Dragon Age. Dragon Age 2, Mass Effect 2, Mass Effect 3, like that was the old republic. Pretty yeah, I mean that was like a that was like a a a a concentrated period of like several years where it seemed like they were just always hammering away at something. Um so yeah. Yeah, hopefully hopefully I I know they said that there was work being done after all that stuff came out to try to reset their culture and I hope that that bore fruit and and that they'll be able to make something cool with Dragon Age. Um, Cause I think that's yeah. their last shot, frankly, uh, to do so. Yeah. If they get, was, to, if they get there. <laughs> when I saw Casey Hudson, I was hoping for Anthem news, um, but I Here's your Anthem luck. news. It's going to fucking be dead. <laughs> yeah. I'm not convinced they're doing anything with that. I, I bet they have a small team, but I, I mean, they, they've talked about like, they've talked oh, about I their know. plans. Um, they have. So I would like to, I, I would like to see that come to fruition. I think, but they will continue to talk about their plans until dragon age hopefully comes out. And then everyone will forget about Anthem because dragon age is good. That's a long that's, time. No, like, I, I know. I agree. Said, but I, so, uh, 
I don't see because if they, they can't update a, an existing game in the time it takes them to like fully craft a brand new game. Well, I guess my feeling is I don't see how you update Anthem <laughs> and make it interesting. I think it need. I mean, I think. Oh, you, I think you have to I remake think, it from the ground up personally. But I think there's mechanically they've got they've got space. They've got stuff but yeah that's that's a whole other conversation i i still think the flying is real good and i would fly more i would happily play more anthem if they like made the loot stuff and and like activities better i would definitely check it out again um i wasn't as enamored with the flying as everybody else i don't Mm, think i think that's my big break point for that with people for that is like oh breakpoint that's the kind of i realize as i said it um <laughs> uh breakpoint is better than anthem i will say that um uh, yeah probably uh, it's it, the 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 flying was cool it was good functional everything i mean it, it but i don't when people were like the flying in anthem is so much better than the flying in avengers i was kind of like eh, they're both fu- functional i don't know neither one of them has made me go like oh shit this is so cool uh, well, maybe um, something that did make you go, oh, shit, this is so cool. Star Wars and the Sims? Hell yeah. I thought you were going to go for the other Star Wars one that involved Pe- flying. Oh, Squadrons looks <laughs> no, great. I, was, I don't need to see anything else about yeah, that. I, there was I'm actually a that. lot of Star Wars in this presentation. But I, I think Star there Wars would. and the Sims 4 is a is a good combination. It's- it's the Galaxy's Edge, so, like a place from Disneyland. Oh, Disneyland. is it? I didn't know that. that yes, that's, it, that's, it, that's, it that's is, what they made the that and put it in the game. That's if so, if what this is is that's a neighborhood and you can start a sim and live in yeah. the Star Wars place and then become a bounty hunter for your job and then your sim gets in a ship and flies away and then comes back at the end of the day. That's cool. I want that. Like taking the Sims formula and applying like weird locale like i was a big fan of the sims medieval even though it wasn't very good and i wanted them to do more stuff like that um let me tell you though the sims community like not happy yeeted this thing back in ea's face so hard that i'm surprised that the servers still work (laughs) like holy crap what specifically did they hate about it so much oh so the sims community and i'm not embedded in the sims community i am just have I like the Sims, so I kind of pay attention to what's going on there. I follow some people, but I don't do deep dives day to day. For context, the last Sims I played was the Sims 1 on GameCube. (laughs) And it's a good... uh, (laughs) That was not a very good port. Um, No, it was not. (laughs) uh, uh, Sims busting out. Now, there's a a good console Sims. Um, uh, Yeah, so basically, the Sims 3 was this hyper-ambitious open-world game, um, and it was largely successful by the time they were done with it and had released all their expansions for it it was really cool and then with a bunch of community support it got a bunch of mods and made it even cooler so that existed and then the sims 4 is like basically took it back down to its foundation like it's much more like a modernized version of the sims 2 where you are localized to your house you can go other places, but you go to a loading screen and then you show up there. Um, they eventually made some like lots that like the city lots, your apartment is in the same loaded area as a park, for example. But mm-hmm. still, it is not an open world game, which is not as ambitious as The Sims 3. And I'm pretty sympathetic to that because I think 
they said, what can we, what do we want to do with this game to make it a discrete entry in the series rather than just an iteration? The Sims community though, saw it as like, you're selling us a new game. You're stripping out everything that we liked and starting over over time. They've added a bunch of stuff to the Sims four, but it's still not what the community has wanted compared to the Sims three. And so the reason that people are so pissed about the star Wars stuff is they're like one, I assumed when I first saw this, the Venn diagram of Star Wars fans and Sims fans was pretty overlap pretty heavily just because both of those circles are so huge. Yeah. Turns out there's not a lot of overlap. <laughs> Sims fans, at least the vocal ones, don't give a fuck about Star Wars. And in a lot of cases that I saw <laughs> actively are like, why are you bringing this trash to our community? Um, mm-hmm. So Oof. there's that. And then also I think people feel betrayed that they're not putting stuff in that the community wants and instead putting development time into something that they just don't want um that stuff aside i think this looks very cool and i will try it and i know a lot of people i know several people who are not embedded in that community that also (laughs) said it looked awesome and really want to try it so i think like the non-online sims community the sims community that doesn't talk to each other probably will think this is pretty cool but um uh, i i it so it looks like you're not it's not like a neighborhood you're building a house in and living in it's like a place you visit and like you can they've got characters you got r2d2 and kylo ren and probably a darth vader and stuff like that hondo onaka i don't know who that is um you make your own if, lightsaber and droid find kyber crystals if Allison yeah, was here we would know who all these people are no I know who Hondo Onaka is oh, okay. Hondo Onaka is um, from um, Force Awakens right he's like a he's, he's a he's a pirate he's a weak way he's a scoundrel um, according to this yeah uh, any Hondo Onaka and a scoundrels I think that's part of the that that might be pretty disappointing too like the the idea that you're like gonna go to Star Wars land from your home in a relatively mundane mm-hmm. Sims place and then come back with with a with a sabak table is like <laughs> I don't know about that. That sounds like something I'm not as interested in. I, there's um, yeah, so there's like some story stuff you can do, I guess, uh, where you undertake challenges and special missions. But uh, again, it's the it's the goddamn problem with Star Wars, like uh, marketing, where everything is pick a side. So it, it's Resistance, the First Order, and I guess the Scoundrels uh, are fighting. So you can like your choices will tip the balance of power, and so we don't need to get super into it. But the whole like Rebels are the fascists. Which one do you support? And yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, really? I know. Are we, are we I doing know. This? It's 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 getting into that like. It's something that I'm struggling with a lot recently to try to articulate in a way that doesn't make it seem like I don't care. But it's also like, what? There's, it's been a shit year, and I oh, just yeah. sometimes it's okay for a thing to be fantasy. I think as long as you're educated on the ways in which it's probably not okay to call yourself a stormtrooper and <laughs> be excited <laughs> yeah. about a fascist fictional thing. It, but yeah, ugh, I don't know. Um. I think what's depressing to me is there is such a cool game in there where you're playing the Sims, but your house is a spaceship and you're building onto it and modifying it and getting new shit for it. And you're traveling around to different star Wars locations and, and like 
goofy sim stuff and also doing some of their adventure gamey stuff they've been working on. But like it's all taking place in Star Wars and maybe that's a whole separate game. But that to me is so much more cool than what this sounds like. And I think it's too bad that they're not. That that's this just not like a, it's not going to happen. Cross marketing inception. With yeah, the fact and, that it's and, the Galaxy's Edge theme park. It's cross marketing that you will pay for too, because this is not going to yeah. be added for free. So yeah. that's that's kind of disappointing. Um, mm-hmm. But but I'll probably check it out still because I like The Sims and I like Star Wars. So even though I think it'll probably be kind of disappointing, I mean, well, if it's a if it's, I doubt it will be priced at their expansion tier. Um, it, Maybe it uh, will be, but it's because with like if it's got like story stuff that you can do and all that. Yeah, but, but they've done that. It sounds like content wise, it is comparable in size to their like wizard uh, pack okay. and their um like their jungle adventure pack and their strangerville pack. All of those are um not they're called game packs, so they're like twenty twenty five dollar packs that are not full expansions because they don't add new mechanics. And then the expansions add the whole new mechanics. So he's at, this had light, we'll adds lightsabers. Like, come on. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see how where, where it lands. It may be because of the Star oh, Wars tax. Man. What if you take your lightsaber higher. back to your house and then like your sim is just like goofing around and then cuts a hole in the wall and hits an electric. Oh, I'm sure that that will happen. You'll probably light great. your house on fire with a lightsaber, or a friend will come over and do it. Um, for or sure. kill your friend with a lightsaber. Yeah, I'm anyway. positive that that will happen. Uh, let's see. Fall Guys season two had some stuff uh, revealed, uh, like teased. Got some new maps, new skins. Battle Pass will be free, so that's neat. Yeah, that's uh, good. That's it's something I'll check in on for the new levels. Uh, but it doesn't look like it's going to drastically change the game. But like uh, the the, the one way thing- you'll interact with those new maps will be different. Yeah, at least. the one thing that looked cool is like a new mechanic was the way that they pull you pull stuff around like they mm-hmm. were pulling like ramps and stuff around to have to try okay. to get things that's not that's kind of neat that's a different yeah. there's nothing like that on the maps as yeah. they exist now so. i'm using a bit more of the physics stuff and the mm-hmm. grab mechanic uh let's, there, there, oh star wars stuff the lego star wars the skywalker uh, that, saga people have been sleeping on that game clearly that game is so exciting i cannot wait for that well, um, I, I had not even realized that they were making it until this event. Yeah. And then I immediately thought like, oh, this is Lego Star Wars yeah. one through one through seven because they've made one through seven. And then they just added eight, nine. And it's like, you no, know, it's a remaster this... and then like two new games. But it's not. Yeah, this it's has a been announced for new... a while, right? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah it's been. Well, I, I assumed like that two, it was just the same bullshit. Two to three years uh, that's been in the works. And... Okay. It yeah, it is a ground up, totally new game. It is not even related really to those past Lego Star Wars games. Um yeah. there is no content from them in it, from what I understand. There will probably be content that looks kind of similar visually because I mean it's all based they're on still the same telling stuff. The, so. Yeah, exactly, telling the same story. But I mean it is like it is a behind the back third person action mm-hmm. RPG yeah. emphasis on the action. Um, there are like skill trees and stuff from what I understand and like character progression. It still has tons of characters to play as, but they like, mm-hmm. and they still kind of fit the archetypes the way Lego does it, where they'll have like 80 characters, but there's like really yeah. like six or seven different ones. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, and it's also like, they say semi open world. My understanding from it though, was it's like 
you are in your spaceship and you fly around and then you pick a planet to go to. And then when you land there, you're on an open world zone on that planet. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's pretty open world. Uh, and uh, I don't know how they handle that with like time stuff um, because obviously it takes place over like whatever, 60 years or something, 70 years. Um, so a wide time frame, but yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be good. And from what I, they had a preview event where some people played the combat earlier on in its development. And the stuff I was hearing is that the combat is not like simple mash the buttons, Lego combat. It's like more like a God of war or um, kind of uh, Arkham, like Rocksteady style, like grown up game mm-hmm. with counters and, and combos and uh, dodges and stuff like that. So that's cool. Sounds very cool. Um, very, very they cool. They got first-person pod racing in there. Yep. It's got a lot of vehicle stuff, from what I understand, like dogfighting and, and pod racing. And What if this game just totally roasts the last, or the Rise of Skywalker? Because, like, you know, those, those games are pretty... Yeah. Uh, yeah, irreverent. So yeah. They're just, like, the whole time... Maybe it could improve Rise of Skywalker. So that's, I think it will because part of the reason that Rise of Skywalker is so bad is because it's so dumb and the characters are not aware of how dumb the thing they are in is. Mm-hmm. And instead, they just play it straight the whole time. So yeah. I think uh, some Lego irreverence thrown in there would make that story a lot more palatable to me, anyway. Yeah. Maybe they'll just have like a little J.J. Uh, Abrams dude in there. Let's <laughs> occasionally just kind of kick him around. He's just like shining a flashlight at the camera. <laughs> uh, there were there was a lot of stuff in here. I don't remember everything. Yeah, but yeah. one, of, yeah, but not everything was like super noteworthy. Uh, twelve minutes has twelve minutes has Willem Dafoe, James yeah. McAvoy, and Daisy Ridley as a cast. What a cast! That's cool. Which is. Well, like I, th- I don't know what the team is, but it's like a this game's been kicking around for a few years, and I'm excited to play it. But it's coming; it's it's a launch game for the Xbox Series X, I believe. It's funny to think uh, of that which, game as a launch. Game. I mean, yeah, it, that's that's when it's that's but well, that's when it's coming out. Yes, or it'll be that's, out for launch. That's, that's uh, the launch yeah. game. Yeah, that is <laughs> the launch the game. Launch game. Uh, they the, showed, oh, they showed uh, Respawn, showed Medal yeah. of Honor, Above and Beyond, The Call they, of Duty. They, they've, they've, they've used that, like, they used that in, uh, oh god, what was that other Medal of Honor? Well, the one with Airborne? The, the, beard, the one with the beard. Oh, the Tier 1 Operators one. Yeah, they they uh, used Above and Beyond uh, in the marketing for that. Yes, that game was... I think that was just called Medal of Honor. I think that was Wasn't their like. Yeah. Well, there was, a, there, that was, there was Medal their, of Honor Warfighter after that. I think. Yes, right? but that was they. Yeah. I think they just called the one that they marketed heavily with the beard tech as as just Medal of Honor. <laughs> but I could be wrong. Yeah. So that like, it's not even it's not, not even orig- it's not even an original joke. So it's like, eh. Yeah. It, uh, Medal of Honor actually does look like a thing I want to play. Yeah, it uh, seems, which yes, I'm seems surprised good. by for a game called Medal of Honor in 2020. But it's it's a VR game only, I believe. And uh, it, I don't know that it was only. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's only on Quest I think and, and it, Rift. There, there, because uh, they they use some language to say like there are specific things you can do in VR, and it was like I, I like, think, but I think the implication was that it's. They've got modes that like are only possible because of VR 
and not mm. VR exclusive modes. Like, yeah. So they've they've made like you could make a Medal of Honor game that is basically what this game is, but yeah, they did not have Dead Light Assault. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but not have it be in VR, and it'll basically be the exact same thing. But it's a VR game, and then they've got additional modes that are only possible because of VR. Is how I think it is because fair, yeah. Like it's very specific. Like that game looks like a VR game. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the only platforms they showed at the end of the trailer were the the Oculus Quest and the Oculus Rift. Well, so. of course, it's, but it's paid for by a Facebook Virtual Reality right, Labs, right? So, so but, but I guess what I mean is you can play that on like the the Index and stuff. They through, have like, and they have uh, through like there's like middleware that you can yes, use. To yes, do that through middleware stuff. for sure. You have to. What I'm saying is that game will only be purchasable through the Facebook Reality Labs store. There will be it will not be on Steam. You really? will have to go through it. Yes, that is how that is how uh, that Asgard's Wrath game works. Okay, um, that's how like uh, well, yeah, games that yeah. is it Sucker yeah, Punch has made a couple VR games. There's a yeah, major yeah, studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Those are only available that they're exclusive yeah, to the Oculus are. platform. Yeah, um, they aren't down with like the cross platform no. stuff. So, but can, it's it's not it's not like impossible. No, to yeah, you're right. Do that but, stuff cross platform. So. They're definitely not going to be like, and there's nothing on those platforms that you can play without a VR headset of some kind. So, um, yeah, I, I, I would be surprised if it comes out that you can also, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe like they have a deal where a year later they can make a non VR version of it. But I, I would be surprised if it's, mm-hmm. uh, I, comes anywhere. Else. I think it's, I think part of the VR stuff with games is if it's a game specifically designed for VR, there's no point in making yeah, a non VR version of it because you'd lose so much of what makes it interesting. It'll be interesting Funny. to see. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. No, you go I was ahead. just going to say, I was, I'm looking at articles about this medal of honor above and beyond was not initially planned to be a VR game, but huh. the developers pivoted oh, yeah, to sure. Oculus rift after meeting the discussion, uh, sorry, meeting and discussing the game with Facebook executives. Yeah. So they got pushed into making it VR, which I find interesting. Where give me Titanfall three in VR. Yeah. Oh, Give me Titanfall three. I mean, give me Titanfall give me three Titanfall on console, 3. but I I would play a Titanfall. Give me a Titanfall game and like a high budget VR thing, yeah, and also sure. Titanfall three. Uh, yeah, sure. uh, hang out, um, hang out inside BT or something. Yeah, oh, that'd be so cool. Uh, yeah, Mech, or no, what what a uh, Steel Battalion in VR? It uses um Oof. smooth locomotion. Medal of Honor does, which will be interesting for people to deal with. Apparently, that is the only way that you can oh. move around. Mm, uh, that's interesting at least in the multiplayer it's the only way that you can move around i don't oh, know maybe maybe they'll have sense. more methods in the single player yeah otherwise you're just teleporting i, I yeah i have to look into it more i don't want to say definitively it, it, from what i was reading it sounds like you will not be teleporting you will be sliding around and that is the way you will move mm. uh, but but I, who knows maybe they'll right uh, but, they, but they for, for, showed that in the trailer but yeah i was just gonna say for multiplayer that makes sense because having people just teleporting yeah. around would be really yeah doesn't crappy. work yeah. Um, yep. uh, smooth locomotion. It's like if you can handle it and if you can get there in VR to be able to use it, it's like it blows the doors off of the kind of games you can play in VR. Cause like once I hit that point where I could do smooth locomotion, I was like, Oh wow. Okay. So like these games are way more interesting to me now. Um, but it also, I had to basically just be nauseous playing for, a couple hours to be able to kind of get there uh, and kind of get my, teach my brain how to deal with that. Hmm. Um, well, 
Let's see. A couple more things real quick. Doom Eternal is getting some story DLC. <laughs> eh? So I get, I don't know. Was. I guess. Sure. Uh, it's like multi- part two or the part one is coming out in October. Don't know when anything else is coming out. Uh, it didn't like super do anything for me. That game's fine. Yeah. That game's uh, okay got, <laughs> at best. Uh, yeah. If I, you know, uh, bridge constructor is a walking <laughs> dead. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Like what? I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know why the bridge constructor game, like, I guess they're popular. I don't, I'm not sure so, why they're so popular. Oh, I guess they're puzzle games. Game. Puzzle games are what? Uh, I mean, yeah, they did portal bridge constructor. Yeah. Um, that was a few years ago. So yeah, they're doing another one, The Walking Dead. Okay. Go figure. Looks, I mean, sure. It looks like it might be based on like the TV stuff because it looks like they've got like the TV likenesses in here with like uh was uh what's this what's his name? He was Sam the, the Porter dude Bridges. What cranks his um, hog. Yeah, cranks his hog. Uh he, I don't think he'll be cranking his hog and portal or bridge constructor the walking dead but uh let's see that announcement is one of the strangest things i think i've ever seen it was i was like is this like walking or uh left for dead three or that because uh out for blood or whatever the uh that that team is making they're like making a new one of those uh but apparently not but i think the big thing from this event that was kind of the the thing that was most substantial. Oh, they had Emmett, Dr. Emmett Brown from Back to the Future showed up yeah. to talk about Surgeon Simulator 2 and yeah. say it's out. How bizarre. That's so weird. Didn't they also have WoW? Why? What? They also had WoW, didn't they? Oh, yeah, they had the, the WoW thing. I don't know. Yeah. The WoW that thing was a was, bad thing to show. Yeah, it was. The, it was really event. cool as someone who's been kind of back into WoW a little bit this year. Um, like, I'm pretty yeah, excited for that expansion. played Warcraft 3, I went, oh, okay. Yeah, and, and I, that expansion sounds like, I will, I will knock it into it here. That expansion sounds really <laughs> cool and basically like WoW 2 in a lot of ways. Um, but uh, that was like a... Ray tracing. That was an ultra... Did they... Really? Is that a joke or is that real? No, no, I, I believe ray, they're putting ray trace. That's in fucking rad. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, I had not heard that. Uh, that that was like a six or it's like a six or seven minute long animated short that was steeped in lore that you would only comment. understand if you currently are playing World of Warcraft. Why would you show that there? Because then they showed a cool trailer. Just like show the. Tr- I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, I, that was a that was a you, bizarre thing to show you could with have, that, but you could have taken that that six minutes. One of the cool features of the new expansion is it has like a whole roguelike dungeon where you can basically just play World of Warcraft as a roguelike, where you're hitting a dungeon over and over again and like getting new shit to progress further in the dungeon. Take six minutes to explain that the thing's been in it's out in like a month and a half. It's been in beta now for a while, so like that content exists. It's built done um so it's just weird that they went with no let's show the six minute long animated film that was cool but not for 
general consumption. Not, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, finally, the thing that we were all waiting for. They showed Ratchet and Clank gameplay, like actual in motion. The the stuff That's they showed at the in the announcement trailer was gameplay, but it was very much just an on rails thing. Uh, so you couldn't really tell much from it. But hey, that's a Ratchet and Clank game. Yep. Uh, what got some nice visuals, uh, some SSD enhanced uh, stuff that lets it load <laughs> things fast. When whenever they said the power of the SSD, it just made me roll my eyes. But also, yep. I don't know how else you say it. But also, it's yeah. so dumb. Unlimited power. With the power of light bulbs. It's just like, it's shit that's been around for a long time, so it's just funny yeah. to me that it's... <laughs> yeah, exactly. SSDs are not new. <laughs> it's, it's like, they we've are uncovered for, new technology. We're putting games on cassettes. <laughs> <laughs> Back to cartridges. Uh, but, so it was a chance for them to show what that game looks like it it, it looks good it looks like a ration clank game though yeah. so it looks expensive uh, you, it, it does yeah. look i think those games have at least since like the ps3 have always looked pretty expensive like they've they've done a lot with like the well like it, they look good and insomniac is a money making studio so if yes. anyone his his pull is pulling in the budgets i would assume it is insomniac <laughs> and they're kind of bolstering the launch window at least of the playstation 5 they with spider-man yeah. russian clank uh, which they said is launch window well what that actually means is anyone's guess i would assume like spring, six months yeah spring but, 2021 is when i think they're targeting ratchet and, and i hey, bet it gets delayed totally fine yep that's Maybe. why i say targeting yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, i would i would say like before next summer is but we'll, we'll see you would hope one would hope yeah. uh but you know if they take some longer i i think those ratchet i i love the ratchet and clank games i think they're real fun so i'll definitely play that if what i would do if i were them is they, I'm not saying they won't, and I'm not that I don't know as much about their studio as they do. So <laughs> this is a total armchair statement, but it would be cool if they like did a little bit of work to put the Spider-Man in Ratchet and Clank. Well, yeah, but that Ratchet reboot, I think a lot of people skipped it. I know I didn't play it. It would be cool if they were like, hey, we did a pass on this and it's going to look real pretty on a PS5 uh mm. not like a remaster or like a go watch whatever, the movie but, please but 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 if they just like took a pass at the ps because i assume that this game will be a sequel to that game no you would th- no. it's not i said it's they a sequel said. to into the nexus which was yeah. the ps3 oh, game well, fuck from that 2013 no yeah, yeah, 2013? They, i don't they, know if they said that during the interview at the end um, guess I gotta go play like eight ratchet games before I play well, this one. Because the the <laughs> the most recent one was a reboot of the first game, right? And I assume that this uh, and was that was just because they that. that was just because they made a movie. That's so depressing. Uh, yeah. Uh, so this is continuing the original story. God, that story. Okay, which has been which has been go which is you know long running and and has been off the rails for like four games. <laughs> whatever man uh i i'm into it i 
Like, I mean, the game looks do. great. So. Like it doesn't, it doesn't really matter no. uh, in terms of, uh, I mean, maybe they'll get back into Clank being some sort of time God, but I don't know. Yeah, that did uh, happen, didn't it? Alex, what did, what did you think of the power of the SSD? pretty powerful did, did that i don't know did uh <laughs> did anything in there stand out to you i i you were talking about how it looked expensive and stuff but i like the main stuff they showed off seemed to be stuff that was already shown before with like the weird like tether thing where you kind of pull yourself through like a warp hole or you load between the different zones kind of quickly yeah um a lot of what they showed with the previous uh trailer when what was that what event was that i can't even remember that was that, that was, was the reveal there, event. it was revealed in like yeah. yeah july yeah right? uh, i think it was july, like june, june but yeah. yeah so when when they showed it then there was a lot of cuts and there was a lot of what looked to be pre-rendered like it looked like this is what we're aiming for rather than gameplay and mm-hmm. then today or not today but the recent event was just like oh yeah this is 100 percent gameplay no cuts just this is what you'll get out of the box so it looked yeah. less like they're fudging it um mm-hmm. yeah so with, but with, a lot with, of what was in there was in that initial tra- trailer right. they showed yeah for sure so that kind of recontextualized it and when they show the the crew swapping between the different i don't know rifts the different locales mm-hmm. where they're going into completely yeah. different uh environments different and all of those worlds are huge and have mm-hmm. lots of stuff and lots of detail like that is something that you cannot do on modern consoles for sure. No, or, or yeah. PC. So that was really interesting. Um, uh, other than that, it looks good, but like technologically, I think that was the most interesting part. Yes, this, definitely. This is kind of tangential to this conversation and, but related, like I'm weirdly the thing that I am now pretty sold on a PS five for is that controller. Because that stuff, mm, yeah. those that that there were those. I actually only heard about them uh, through Giant Bomb. I think talked about it on mm-hmm. a podcast. But the 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 stuff that it's the like when you're playing Spider Man and you get like haptics in the controller to kind of recreate spider sense and stuff and yeah, like it's like oh there's danger coming from this direction yeah so the they right talk, side of my controller is vibrating and, and as it relates to ratchet they talked about like you'll if you use like if you're using like a shotgun for example there's a light pull on the trigger but then you can fire the second barrel by pulling through the halfway point where there's like mm-hmm. heavier resistance mm-hmm. that stuff to me is when you combine that with what you're saying alex with this like you can't really do that kind of huge zone streaming in like that yeah. Um, I'm much more sold on this thing now based on those things. Cause those, those are things that are not a visual upgrade. Those are like new, that's new gameplay. That's stuff you just can't do now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and totally. so that's exciting to the extent that like, I don't, I was super sold on playing death loop on PC because I much prefer mouse and keyboard for shooters, but it, it sounds like the stuff they do with the controller in that game on PS five might make it actually worth, sticking it out with a controller to, to play it there um totally so that's yeah the frustrating thing with sony is they won't do like good pc drivers or any pc drivers yeah. for the controller yeah. probably yeah probably hopefully uh, third parties will be able to get that stuff working and um i, I just mean, i yeah well, i don't because if it's like fan maybe it would be it would be awesome if that was like a thing but if they could just detect ps4 controller and we're gonna make all the stuff work 
but yeah i mean i think sony has done oh yeah what was the name of that motion joy or whatever like before there was official ps4 stuff like people were making there's unofficial yeah yeah but that like emulates it as an xbox 360 controller yeah and like steam has a ps4 thing and but some games don't like recognize it as a ps there's like this is an xbox controller or we only have like the xbox buttons and stuff yeah but if they if they program it in to say hey if you got a ps5 controller we'll do all the ps5 like stuff uh with the haptics and the triggers and whatnot that'd be awesome yeah sure yeah I saw a lot more controllers that way. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I th- like that paired with like the ratchet demo is just once again reinforcing my belief that Sony is actually showing why there is a PS5, whereas Microsoft has not explained why there is an Xbox One or Xbox Series X, <laughs> other than it's <laughs> the most powerful console ever. But yeah, I mean, I think why, that's why is it the most? Yeah, why is it the most powerful? Because it has to be. Because they have to put a box out that says that, and like, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is just the boring and not satisfactory. What like, I will or like, you know, not interesting. What, what I will say is, um, it is boring and not interesting until people go to play Call of Duty on console and it runs like shit on PS5 and plays well on Xbox. And I don't, and I'm not saying that I assume that will happen, but that has been the rumor going around is that yeah. third parties are still trying to wrap their heads around how to make stuff play nice with aspects of the PlayStation 5. It is not a cell processor thing. That is a yeah. way yeah. people are yeah, making that comparison, and that's not accurate. Um, yeah. But I, I but, don't think that issue will exist with Call of Duty because that's, yeah, like, yeah maybe uh, not. They've got the marketing deal Who there, knows? and Sony is going to make um, sure that works. Also, yeah, I don't know. The, the up, well, the up, the next gen update on Call of Duty is with the standard edition only for the PlayStation 4 ver- or, or the PlayStation version, yeah, not the Xbox. I know. Version. But they've also got a marketing deal with Marvel and or with Square Enix for well, Marvel's yeah. Ventures, and that game runs like shit on a PS4. So I mean, I don't probably <laughs> I, I didn't uh, check the Xbox, but I assume it runs bad on there too. I didn't. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't hear that much from people playing it there. But anyway, the point just being, uh, I it'll be interesting to see how games run on both of those platforms for sure. Hopefully, it won't matter because um, it's always just better if it doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, and I also think. I saw some people talking about how, like, one, I hate Sony versus Microsoft stuff anyway, as has been documented. But I saw people talking about how, like, Microsoft doesn't have anything, which is true. To be clear, there's no launch games for the PS5 either. (laughs) Like, yeah, neither one has detailed a launch lineup that is compelling. (laughs) Miles is hopefully within a month or two of it coming out. But I I, I believe that is the launch, a launch game. I was but looking into said. it. They haven't said, and if they haven't yeah. said by now, uh, yeah. all they have said is holiday 2020 for miles. So yeah. I would not be shocked if that is, that comes out a few weeks after the, the, the console. Uh, so, you I, know, <laughs> it, it, they, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, not, no, rumored date is November 3rd. Or November twentieth for the PlayStation, and maybe the thirteenth for the Xbox, or like the sixth even, which is pretty early. But we'll see. Still waiting on price. It does not seem like there is a. If your goal is to 
play next generation video games, it does not seem like there is a reason to purchase either of these boxes in 2020, at least. Now, whether Outriders, <laughs> I am Godfall. not going to play. Not going to play those games on a PlayStation. <laughs> uh, uh, um, is it, yeah, but, but you might not. But no, no, yeah. Well, yeah. other people will for sure. But but I just I don't know. I don't think those yeah. those are going to be compelling sure. reasons to to buy a new box. Uh, we'll see. Based but, on what we've yeah, seen. definitely. Uh, PS Five news continuing. It's going it's going to use Wi Fi six probably maybe I don't know yeah. that would make sense. Next gen console, next gen Wi Fi baby. I think that's yeah. actually pretty big news. Yeah, I don't know why it is. I don't know really anything about Wi-Fi six, so it's better. Uh, it doesn't it's, exist. It's one more. Mm. It, like it doesn't exist with any current routers. Uh, so they're actually it, trying to move things forward and be fairly forward thinking. Doesn't it exist with some? Like, I mean, they're well, maybe, few maybe and far a, between. Maybe but there's a few, no one. But like, it's mo- not most it is, people. Like the router you have, most people have does not have Wi-Fi six. You can go and buy a Wi-Fi six router, but they're expensive. Yeah, like you can get a bridge that can provide Wi-Fi 6 and stuff like that, but uh, like it's just not prevalent, and it's going to solve a lot of problems that are inherent with current Wi-Fi on current consoles and laptops and stuff like that too, where like if you are in a zone, like let's say you live in an apartment and there's multiple Wi-Fi signals around you, you're going to get interference, like that like there's no way around that. Yeah. Whether you're using 2G or 5G doesn't matter. Like you're going to get interference, but Wi-Fi 6 without getting into technical details will will alleviate a lot of that. So that means you can get pretty much ethernet speeds out of Wi-Fi, which is really big. Yeah, but and B you also need a device that is compatible with wi- uh, Wi-Fi 6, uh which they aren't all like most phones right now are not compatible no, with Wi-Fi 6. They are not. Uh, like you can get laptops with Wi-Fi 6. Like I was just doing a lot of laptop shopping and you can like a high end, like ultra books and stuff. You can get Wi-Fi 6, but MacBook pro, no Wi-Fi 6. Yeah. Like it's you know, the kind of thing like that, that will be a standard probably in like five years. So it's good that they're forward thinking mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're buying a new router right now, Maybe look for Wi-Fi six, but they're also expensive. So just wait for next year's models. Do you get one of those UFO well, looking routers with all the fins and stuff? Do what I like did. a Star Wars ship. Build your own router. <laughs> Does it have Wi-Fi six? Uh, it can. I can just add another access no. point that has Wi-Fi six. Okay. Well, uh, let's see. Let's see. We're almost to three hours. How do we do yeah. this? Yeah. Um. Okay, let's let's knock out the the shitty news real quick. This as you know, as quick as we can while being respectful, and then we can get some better news to close out. Lab Zero, developers of Indivisible and the Skull Girls game fighting game, has just had an exodus of employees over one of the the studio head, the CEO. I, I'm not sure about his creative exact director. I believe creative creative director Mike Zymont, uh apparently being quote a massive shithead from our <laughs> document here, and reports about the whole thing being an unsafe work environment, not good 
there was a lot of stuff on social media going around, people sharing personal stories and leaving the studio. And then a bunch of their publishing and development partners went, we're not partnering with Lab Zero anymore. Yeah. Yeah, just bad scene. I don't know if we need to talk about that much. I think it's more if you want to read the um, the accounts of those, like it, it's probably more worth reading the accounts of those who wrote yeah. like the things rather than us trying to recount it and TLDR it. Yeah, because it's the stuff that is detailed in there is pretty egregiously gross. Yep. And yeah, hopefully so, this. Guy fuck Lab Zero apparently out. Uh, well, fuck the guy, not the people who were working there. No, but the, the things that allowed that. this. Yeah, the the thing that allowed this to happen, because apparently there was talk about him leaving, but then that got like walked back and stuff like that. So then people started to leave the studio, and all this happened. Hopefully, there's like actual consequence why well, I, I didn't get super deep into the accusations and all the stuff but it just doesn't turn into him starting another studio somewhere or walking into another studio and doing the same stuff again like there's actual yeah. professional like no you're not you're not fit for this because you're toxic or whatever but we'll see yeah that doesn't always hope. happen in the gaming space um all right well Earlier, I mentioned Left 4 Dead, but Left 4 Dead 2 got an update? Yeah. yeah. This is cool. The, the Last Stand? I don't know anything about this. Yeah, so apparently it's like largely community-created content, actually, that's just been polished okay. up by Valve, to my understanding. Okay. Sure. But it's also apparently supposed to be like a really big update. I haven't looked at the details of everything, but I think it has like at least a new scenario, if not multiple. And okay. like also some quality of life kind of improvements. I ha- again, I haven't read too deep into it. It is not surprising, but just wild that there's a community still churning out content for left for dead Two, uh, mm-hmm. which is a game that I feel like I haven't really thought about from a playing it perspective in a very long time. <laughs> Uh, bring it full circle back to the beginning of the podcast where I said I was bubbles for Halloween one year. I then turned a picture of me as bubbles into a avatar, a a holiday avatar where I MS painted like a Mrs. Claus outfit on me. And then I won a copy of left for dead Two from the (laughs) uh, gaming community. I was part of, I was wondering how you're going to tell that back. (laughs) I was waiting. Yeah. And, it it was I, I ms painted ho 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 boys i've been naughty and yeah <laughs> how old were you uh like 14 15 15 <laughs> everyone thought it was much older uh because my voice was very low and i wow one person said you sound like a 40 year old man with your balls on the floor when i said whoa, i was 13 whoa whoa <laughs> which was like damn uh you know Wait, how when, many years old when you're 14 40 year old man oh I think. 40 at least at 30 i was like oh shit no no yeah you're 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 behind <laughs> uh anyway yeah so a big big community update uh well val official update but community created content that's that's neat i think mm-hmm. it's also set to pretty cool precedent 
like if they can start doing that for other games where communities are making like interesting content and then they put it out officially. I mean, I think, haven't they done that with like TF2? Uh, like, I mean, not, like not outside of the house stuff, like map stuff. stuff yeah, I was gonna say, okay. like, like, I just, like, definitely with Dota and stuff, like the community yeah. creators make most of the the aesthetic yeah. kind of but, stuff. Yeah. But, but because when I was playing TF2, so much of like so many good maps were made by the community and mm-hmm. like custom maps. So, like, it would be, I don't know, it makes sense if they were like, yeah, these maps are real good, like community created stuff. We're gonna roll it into the official well, stuff so everyone plays them. You don't, yeah. I mean, they don't really have to because the way it works is it just downloads the map for you when you join the server. So they don't really oh, even have oh, yeah. to. Yeah. to, to package it really yeah but with that maybe it's different but yeah uh all right well last news story that we can almost wrap up uh we got nintendo partner direct dropped on wednesday thursday out of wednesday out of nowhere yeah just they're just like there were some rumors about like maybe friday there's gonna be some nintendo news and then Nintendo's like, "Hey, Wednesday, slap! Here's a Nintendo Direct <laughs> uh, partner showcase. Not a not a full game, full big first party direct. This was all like publishing partners and stuff like that." Um, I went, I scrolled through it real quick, like scrubbed through. I was like, "Oh, there's nothing here for me." Kingdom Hearts coming to Switch, the Melody of Memory or whatever it's called, Poyo Poyo oh, Tetris Two. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I'm down for some Poyo uh, I, I just don't know why I should buy I didn't watch the thing but I've got Poyo Poyo Tetris 1 why Why would I need 2 because 2 it's good <laughs> I need to know this I need to I need to follow the story and find out what's happening to those characters who I definitely know all about Dr. Dog because I was I definitely played all of Poyo Poyo Tetris. I played it uh, in Japanese at a time when I did not speak any Japanese because I imported that. It. That sounds like a miserable experience. Um, so I had no idea what was going on with that yeah. story, but the Poyo Poyo and the Tetris were both fun. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles on the Switch. Switch Fuck yeah. Game. Eh, maybe no. <laughs> Yeah. No, that was a very sarcastic one. All right. So I'm looking at Open Critic. What do you Um, think the average critic rating is? The average critic rating, I'm going to guess, is like a six. I'm going to guess it's a uh, 55. It is 64. Oh. It's a bit higher than expected. But what percentage of critics do you think recommend it? 32%. Uh, 40. 18. Whoa. <laughs> wow. wow! I mean, that game was never good. Um, there's like it, it has the same problem that some that stuff like Ultimate Alliance has, which Ultimate Alliance is better than Crystal Chronicles. But they're mediocre games, but they were really fun because you sat on a couch next to people you cared about and played them together. And yeah. that's a you can't experience do that with this game. No, and that's an experience that elevates mediocre games and makes people remember them as like, oh, that was so great! What a great game! Um, when it was not. But uh, since you can't even do that with this game, mm-hmm. what are we doing? Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's see. World of Tanks Blitz is coming to the Fuck Switch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? Let's see. 
Taiko no Tatsujin Rhythmic Adventure Pack. Two games from the Taiko no Tatsujin series make their way to Nintendo Switch in one collection. There's like an this is an RPG. Yeah, it's too bad we don't have Allison here. She would be psyched. We oh, we can't we can't do this. What it sounds like Pokemon the deep but dive Taiko on no Tatsujin. Taiko like no what? Tatsujin. <laughs> there, there. It sounds cool. I'll say. Well, we'll get to another music game in just a minute. Uh, collection of Saga Final Fantasy Legend. You get you got the Game Boy versions of Final Fantasy one, two, and three coming to the Switch. That's sick. Those sure. are cool games. Uh, let's see that Captain Tsubasa soccer, anime soccer game on Switch. Yeah, seems uh, like that story is interesting. I I Austin Walker on Waypoint Radio sold me on this game. Mm. I'm gonna wait till it's like on sale. And apparently the PC port is a hot mess. Oh, no. So. Don't play it there, but uh, I am intrigued. And I, like even the first trailer had me like interested, mm. and then I've heard and seen multiple people compare it to Dragon Ball Z, but about soccer, and <laughs> oh, so that I'm like, oh, okay, sure. So it's Journey uh, to so the I'm West, it. but soccer. Maybe. Uh, well, no, that's Dragon Ball. There's like a distinct difference, uh, but anyway, there's less pig in uh, Dragon Ball Z. Anyway. Uh, so the last the last game is Fuser is from Harmonix oh. and oh, it's a I non-stop do know digital music festival. It yeah. seems like it's kind of drop mix, but it is an drop actual mix. video game. It, I watched stuff for this game. I forgot that's what that was called. Um, I someone who played a, a decent amount of drop mix. I bought several packs of those cards and played it a bunch of times. Um, this game is drop mix. Hmm. Mechanically, it is identical to drop mix. I, interesting that they changed the name for the digital well version. drop mix did not do well <laughs> yeah <laughs> and yeah. also i think that they don't want people who bought drop mix to go oh so there's sh- all this physical shit i bought is useless now um so that's why they changed the name but it's the same mm, thing maybe conceptually yeah. and it's so, yeah. the way it should be delivered too because drop mix was really cool but like the only thing worse than pulling your switch out at a rooftop party to play 2k is if you were like in my backpack i have a bunch of cards and this physical board that will put my ipad on does everyone (laughs) want to sit around and put cards on it and make cool music happen (laughs) like people will just tell you you're a fucking nerd and they all (laughs) blow away any more beer they all blow away in the wind from your rooftop party yes yeah well anyway these are doesn't Look like a game to me, but we'll see. Like I don't see like how lifestyle. Drop Mix is a game either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. there was a yeah. there was at least a back and forth that you that you scored point. I mean, Drop Mix was a simple game, but it was a game. This is like to me, this is like a remixing tool, but it doesn't look like it has for, the for generation remix. Well, it doesn't look like it has the control that you would want to make it a cool, like actual creative tool. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. have the depth for that, but it doesn't have enough of a game behind it to make it something that people would want to play for fun. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for news this week. Unless you want I to talk about so. that, that weed that got shoved into like a Game Boy shell. That's just cool. You should just Google that. Yeah, you should Google it. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Boy, they real really fuck up a Wii. What do they call it? Wii, Wii Boy Color? Or something like that. Uh, and yeah, it's like Wii the G Boy. Uh, uh, Wii, Wii, Wii Boy, Boy Color, Color is separate. This is like an almost an official oh. thing. 
Oh, well, not oh. official, but like it, it is a fan made thing, but it, it's real yeah. crazy. Okay, yeah. you, you should also look up the on the same in the same vein, the extremely tiny iMac that someone made um, out of a Raspberry Pi that they fucked up oh. a Raspberry Pi and okay. s- squeezed it into. I mean, it's like it's like very, very tiny. <laughs> it's oh. Wild. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, well, that is going to do it for this episode. Oh, no, wait. We uh, do want to say uh, stand with all the folks protesting the shooting. Jacob, Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake. In Kenosha, Wisconsin. And, yes. And then the... the uh, all the horrible shit that's been going on uh, with the protests and like the violent responses to those protests, just there's no place for that shit. And, you know, don't let people, uh, uplift the people doing violent shit. But it's kind of disgusting. Some of the discourse and things going around about that kid, uh, like kind of valorizing him. They're full on fascists, operating in the media and that's not even a radical thing to say at this point so uh yeah be very careful about (laughs) the information you consume surrounding what is a Mm -hmm. murder by a white two murders by a right-wing extremist white supremacist (laughs) that is what what occurred in kenosha um so yes yeah uh as well uh rest in peace chadwick boseman gone far too soon uh Incredible actor. I've meant a lot to many people far more than I could ever understand with his personal impact on the lives of many people of color. Uh, fuck cancer, man. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's going to do it for episode 136 of the gaming fix podcast on August 29th, 2020. I have been your host. Andre Cole, a.k.a. your partner's favorite foolish samurai wielding a magic sword. (laughs) Remember the beginning of this podcast? No. Oh, God. So long ago. (laughs) You can find me on Twitter at CoolSlaw, C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W. Or if you head over to like the Super GG radio YouTube channel, you can find me playing video game Jeopardy with Dave Makes, creator of Mixolumia, and James H.F. Jr., a comedian from the Chicago area. I uh, won't. Well, no spoilers, but it was a fun show. Yeah, it was, I had a good time. There was PlayStation some, Three. I don't almost, know. There's some moments of pain, and there's some bullshit. I need to talk about some bullshit <laughs> with a lot of people involved in that production. Like, with like grand participating in it. The, uh, the real driving simulator. Oh God. <laughs> um. <laughs> there's a lot of things I'm angry about. I need to. I need to um, corner Alex Arona and convince him to let me be on the show so I can represent uh, the not I'm not this is not a spoiler represent the the larger gaming community with with more respectably (laughs) than what occurred (laughs) on that show. Uh, Hey, I'm sorry. I don't know about Sega Visions magazine. No, that's one of the problems is there's way too many way too much Sega shit in there. (laughs) <laughs> get that shit out of there uh well yeah you so yeah go as super gg radio 
um, YouTube channel. I don't know when exactly that'll be up. It sh- might be up now. It should be up it soon. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, that, that was, was a, a great show. show. Alex did a great job putting it together and stuff. Alex, yes, other yes. Alex Arona, other Alex. It was for the first time, so plenty of kinks to work out. He knows that the second round is supposed to have double points, but you know, yeah, no kink happen. shaming though. It, that could have had a very different outcome if that second round had had different point values. Who knows? Yes, very much so. Maybe it'll have to be a rematch. Um, Alex, well, the, know, Pat, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at PJC Plays, and um, hopefully I'll be streaming tomorrow on our Twitch channel. If you hear this today, Saturday, August 29th. All right. Episode 136. And uh, Alex. Um, I have written out the full full first episode of Coding Fix. That is ready. Oh. That will be recorded. I'm planning on recording a couple episodes of it first. So, are you just like monologuing? You got a guest in mind? You got uh, part of it will be monologuing, and then I have a couple guests potentially lined up. Potentially, okay. It's not set up yet. I used to be a uh, a hater of the monologue one person podcast, but um, uh, Khalif over a spawn on me does a kick ass job with that format. So uh, I believe in you. And that it can be done. Yes, and this is very scripted. It is not. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. is not as meandering, it's informational as, it's as some of, other podcasts that show up on our feed. <laughs> Look, there was a lot to talk about in that Final <laughs> Fantasy VII spoiler cast. <laughs> Speaking of meandering, I'm also on the Damage Boost podcast uh, yes. coming up in like two weeks. Something like uh, that. I got to reach out to like them. That. I don't know. That's where I show. I yell about the Yakuza for an hour and then we go <laughs> on tangents about other stuff. But yeah, that was a good time and uh, people should listen to that because it's, it's a fun show. Brock's a good host. Very yeah. personable. Uh, very Indeed. easy to talk to. Um. I think that that's it, everybody. We did it. We did it. We broke Stay three away, hours. Gamers. Wow. We never did. That's, that's the new milestone. Then never before done. This is the last yeah. week we can do it too, right? Cause <laughs> one small step for podcasts, one giant, one small step for gaming fix, one giant leap for podcasts. There, we there just, we go. You just gotta do a gaming fix games cast and a gaming fix newscast, And then, yeah that's what we we definitely have time to do two podcasts just put two <laughs> two hour podcasts out instead of one three hour even better uh, all right uh, now what we all do right, is thanks we, everybody we, we break it up even more to each individual game and each individual we, ni- line item we so out, basically we put we out like put out, 70 podcasts every week we, we put out six individual podcasts where we all just monologue for three hours each yes oh yeah but you have to you predictive pauses so i say alex what do you think about that pause for a while then you have to piece together the podcast yes Yes. but they're all recorded simultaneously separately so and it's choose your own adventure yeah so you you get to choose the reactions to whatever pat's talking about and we'll be launching it with an app Choose your own adventure podcast for option A. Skip ahead to twenty six forty two. We're basically option B. Skip ahead to forty eight thirty seven. I think we're just announcing we're doing a audio, a visual novel in audiobook form. Look forward to that coming 
2022. <laughs> Delayed to 2023. Delayed to never actually happening. <laughs> Stay wet, gamers. Uh, that's the title. Week. This it's been that's, the title. That's the sign off. That's that's the sign off. That's, that's from that's, now on. That's that's my fuck capitalism. Go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of those has a lot more substance than the other one. You know, sometimes it's, it's something like stay wet gamers. You can't like workshop it too much. It just comes to you, and you know. No, no offense to Waypoint Radio. You know, fuck capitalism. Go home. It's all right, but it's no stay wet gamers. <laughs> Goodbye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>